What's up, guys? Ben here, running back another episode of Scrap Time. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cryer, the coach of... And Detached. <laughs> I mean, I'm, okay, you're just going to cut into the intro. Yeah, we have Dylan here. Oh, Ben's Dylan, now. Dylan, uh, I was how are you doing? Off. Uh, how, was your, uh, how, well, ben. how was your trip to Minnesota? It was great. The weather was actually pretty good in Minnesota, which was nice. Uh, saw a lot of cool people. I, I don't know what theater we were at, but... It was a it was a big turnout for the Rocker Home series, uh, like crowd wise. So it was it was pretty hype. You have no idea what venue you went to for the event. You just pulled up. You didn't look outside to see like what the, what the name of the venue was. Yeah, it was called like theater something. I don't know something theater. Yeah, no, I do the same thing. Theater. I get it was that old theater. Yeah. It's, it's it was the Palace Theater. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's sad that I know that, but yeah, no, I'm, I was actually curious your thoughts on the event, Dylan, because I know obviously you were streaming from there. We have some photos we can pull up as well while you talk. But I was just curious what you thought overall that like compared to the first one you went to. Well, a lot of people are saying I'm quiet in your chat or in the chat. I don't know if it's like which one? production issue. Which chat? Uh, I think you or Ben. Chris, they're saying oh, they're okay. saying on mine too. So Chris, Chris, can no, up you. My, you go he, he's good for me. No one said that in my chat. Dude, no way Ben's trying to silence me. Yeah, Ben's trying uh, to Dylan, silence me. Dylan, Dylan is a little low. To not talk. Yeah, Dylan is a little low, Chris. Right, I just I put, him, below. I put him at the 150. All right, but go ahead, Dylan. Uh, speak on sort of your thoughts from the event compared to the first one. Yeah, I mean, I knew going in that this turnout was going to be much bigger just because we're actually in Minnesota. We're not in Wisconsin. And that's where, of course, Rockers' core fan base is. So there was definitely like double or even maybe even triple the amount of people at this event. And it, and it got loud in there because I was streaming and I didn't have a live feed. So like I had to stream up of the like cdl uh twitch page or the youtube and then i had the uh, background of where it's like the main stage the crowd and my stream would just give it away because they would hear like the crowd chanting of course and yelling if they're cheering rocker did something good if they're quiet rocker lost so yeah that was the only annoying part but it was a really fun event and we met a lot of cool people as always it's always good i think it's a great idea that rocker is doing these home series just to get more people involved uh going to events kind of breaking that barrier because a lot of people haven't been to events before so it's 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 cool for them to get to experience it yeah next time because you were facing you had the stage behind you next time they should definitely give you because obviously the feed's going to the big screen behind you like it exists mm -hmm. it's got to run that cable upstairs to you yeah you can get it in which is what we which what we did at um major four or we're, we're gonna do it again in major five toronto's doing the same thing but i'm glad that you had a good time and i agree with you like you know we have talked about this now multiple times on the show the rocker home series could be like a really interesting kind of test case of what teams want to do next season i've already heard that there's a lot of interest getting to the point of the year where teams are already starting to think or starting the bidding process for events next year so we're gonna get clarity here at the beginning of the next six to eight weeks of what teams may also think about doing these home series next year yeah Chris, I'm curious your thoughts on that. Like, would you love to see uh, like Atlanta do one? Have you guys uh, uh, come to Atlanta uh, for a bunch of land? I mean, I would do it. I think it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I think I think all the in person stuff is what we should be trying to push for more. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna like stay like yeah. I, we you never know the format like year by year. But any sort of like more in person stuff like we talked about like the bounty matches being more like of something like that or like yeah. I mean, obviously, I would love Land League, and we all just, like, end up in, like, a little bubble of a place where, like, you had, if we had, for example, even if you use Texas, and you had, like, the optic spot, and, like, imagine, like, every single match was live on land in person, and you can just sell a bunch of merch and sell a bunch of ticket revenue and stuff. Like, I feel like people make a lot of money that way. I think some some sort of, like, in-person thing to generate 
more revenue for all the teams and stuff, I think is a W. I think in-person events for fans is huge. And then I think it's obviously better for players just to play on land. So like, I, I think some sort of like way to incorporate more of what Minnesota's doing is kind of what we should be striving for in the future. Like a hundred percent. I think that shit's awesome. I think they're doing like a really good job. Land league. Mm-hmm. What a novel concept. Uh, <laughs> one day, hopefully one day, hopefully uh, we'll get more to the bounty match thing. I have a bounty match topic at the end of the show, but I want to talk about this event. Wasn't without some controversy. Um, so let's dive in. So, uh, rocker played two series. The first one against London, no controversy on the gut slammed is what it is. Uh, and then we had Boston versus rocker, which of the four matches that rocker, I think was going to play across both home series. It's definitely going to be the most difficult on its face. And, um, you know, it turns out before the event or sorry, before the match started, um, you know, cause the game's being played on land. The, the players have white noise in the air. This is similar to land environment, even though they're playing on online servers rocker has been trying to get teams when they come to play without the sound equalization and unfortunately boston was one of the teams that um did not agree to that so sound eq was used in this match obviously there was much controversy about it um chris obviously have a couple of tweets we can pull up yeah I'll pull from boston's now. from boston's angle they gave a number of different i'm gonna say excuses because i don't think they're valid reasons in my personal opinion but sure excuses ranging from you know they were approached an hour before and they didn't have time to practice to well we're going to play with sound eq online for the next four games anyway so why would we change uh i'm curious um dylan as someone who's played you know this season and has dealt with sound eq like what your thoughts were on that incident do you think boston was in the right in the wrong um <clears throat> excuse me i think boston is fine with what they did and how they handled it I think it's more so an issue of the actual other teams agreeing because like this is going to happen if there's not agreed upon between all the teams in the GA chat or whatever, like shit like this is going to happen and people are going to lose full. People are going to be annoyed and glad it on Twitter, but like until everyone is unified and actually doing it, stuff like this is going to happen. So it's like kind of their fault, but it's more so a league wide thing. I know Clay even posted some tweets about the uh, chat saying like, yo, let's take a vote to get it all GA'd. And nothing really came from that. So then that's when Clay was also replying, like, it's a doggy dog world now. We try to get a GA'd. Uh, of course, we don't know what teams voted for to keep it in, what teams wanted to get it out. Um, that's a whole nother discussion. But I think if unless the league is going to do it, like, completely, and no one's going to use it, there's going to be issues like this where one or two teams is going to use it, and they're going to want to keep it on. Yeah, I mean, so just just before we get forward, Dylan, like, for, in your opinion, do you think they should have played with or without Sandy Q? Um, if they're practicing with it, and they're going to keep using it in the future. They should just play with it. Like, there's no point to change if you've been playing with it and you're going to continue playing with it just for one match. There's no point to practice. You're not there to be friends with them. You're there to make points, get your wins, do whatever you got to do to win it. So, like, there's, I don't really see the issue with it, honestly. Okay, Chris, what were you, what were your thoughts kind of on the whole thing, and then we'll get to sort of the fraternity part of it. I mean, I just I, I feel like with it just being like an online match, even though like it's not online, like it's just like the environment of it and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, I think the sound EQ stuff is extremely corny, and like I wish it wasn't a thing. But like what Dylan kind of said, like you're just gonna go right back to your next match, ma- next match using it and stuff. And like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, they're still playing for points. They're still trying to like you know i don't qualify and stuff like i I just i just feel like it's just kind of gonna happen 
I don't know. I feel like we've been yeah. talking about this for like a month. Every time we t- do like this podcast and other podcasts or like any any kind of content around this, it's the same conversation. And I just, I don't know. I think it's as simple as just like just not allowing it. And I feel like ninety nine percent of the people wouldn't do it. Like you know, like I, I don't know. I, I know like there's no way to prove it, and there's not the best system to make it like a hundred percent. But I just feel like this is just again everyone arguing within each other because like there's just no ruling on it and i think it's just like insane to me like i i feel like it's just really kind of corny but like them Um, not using it like i don't uh, dude like yeah i mean i've used sound eq now and i've like not used it like even without sound eq sound in this game is fucking insane if you blare if you if you blast your headset you know like it's it's not even just like a sound eq thing so it's like not really why you like win and lose just like series like wholeheartedly it does suck that like, you can sound horror stuff a bunch but like i don't know I, I i just feel like this is the same conversation every single time and i think this needs yep. to be figured out in the higher upside of stuff like i don't know I, this is just yeah ridiculous. That, that's my that's my point is like i'm a little confused why after the first home series when i know rocker had to go to team to say are we doing it or not doing it that it wasn't then pushed back to the league of well if you're on land in a land environment you're having dealing with the white noise, all of that. Like, why wouldn't you just emulate what a land event is? And I'm surprised the league never, I would love to know if the league ever wanted or thought about making a ruling on this. Cause I think they should just take it out of the, the team's hands and just say, look, like it, it falls in the land category. We're going to apply the same rules we do to land. You're using league equipment, like no sound EQ. And then, and then there's, there's no, there's no gray area there, but the gray area exists now. And this goes back to the, the problem we've had all season. I saw a really good tweet from Looney head coach. Uh, one of the coaches in Minnesota rocker about, you know, combo with the M4 issue early in the season, the sniper GA stuff about fortress control. I don't know what other GAs or concepts have been this season. There's been a lot. I think Dan's tweet, um, about that in general, sort of, there's been this mind shift, a mind kind of shift on the pro community where back, I guess, in the good old days of World War II, people were thinking about the game, and now people are thinking about their spots, and everything has become too political, and when these GAs or these decisions need to happen, it becomes a giant clusterfuck. Like, do you kind of agree with Dan's assessment in this tweet? So, yeah, he says, pros back then cared about making COD the most competitive it can be. That was our goal. Nowadays, pros care about what they have to do to keep their spot in the CDL. I mean, like, like, in theory, yeah, like it should just be the most competitive stuff. Like obviously you want the competitive integrity and you want to make the game the best it can be. I've said this time and time again, I don't think that's the fucking pro player's job. Like I, I really do feel like that's not supposed to be their job. I feel like it's crazy to like have it be their job even to the degree that it is now. But like even with that being said, I don't think a lot of people were playing COD or maybe Dylan, you can attest to this. I can tell you personally myself. When I was playing Call of Duty back in the day, you know, when we were all plumbers and mailmen, the whole joke of thing, like, <laughs> like I wasn't expecting to be sitting here <clears throat> doing a podcast on a $25 million buy-in franchise Call of Duty yeah. League and, and it'd be my career in life. Yeah. I was expecting well, was, to go to- There was no money back then. You that's what I mean. You won $5,000. You're like, yay, I won yeah, $5,000 so like, before taxes too. Yeah, that's like, I really wanted to, yeah, my first tournament was $2,500 per person win. Like- <laughs> Like, like I, yeah, I wanted like we were to to make a living. Yeah. So like I, I wanted it to be the most competitive it was. And I wanted it to be, you know, like that's what we all did. But like there were, there wasn't millions of dollars on the line and my career and life on the line. 
Like, yeah. you know, like, like, I, like, I feel like the whole competitive integrity thing, I understand it and it is definitely corny, but I mean, I think there's just a lot more at stake now. And I think back in the day, if there was as much in, as at stake and how, like how serious it was, even being in the CDL right now is basically impossible. 12 teams of four, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I just feel like that's just going to be how it is. I don't even think, I think back in the day it would have been like that if this was the case, you know what I mean? So I just think it's like a different time with a lot of different stuff and I think everyone can probably agree that money talks and everything like once there's a lot of money on this stuff and there's you know your career and your life and everything else that like you really want to like set yourself up for the future I just don't think that's ever going to happen and again I don't think yeah. it's on the players to be doing this stuff I just think it's a much different spot now so it's like yeah obviously we should not be using auto tactical frame we shouldn't do this all these GAs yeah. and stuff but like I mean people are going to try and do that because yeah they care about yeah their lives <laughs> if that's what's like needed to like if it's rely relying on the players and the teams to agree like there's going to be personal bias every single time i don't care what mm -hmm. no anyone says people are going to want what works best for them there's going to be yeah. very rare instances or few instances when people will actually do what's best um because yeah. yeah, like you said now it's a, a job a career you have one bad stage one bad month of call of duty you're out of a job forever and depending on where you are and who, what player you are, you might not have a job in Call of Duty or esports ever again. So people are doing anything it takes to make sure they keep their spot. Because, uh, like you said earlier, like we we just played for fun back then, and the money was just kind of extra because there wasn't a career you could be made off of it unless you won yeah. every single event and you got paid. And I think the salaries were like five hundred to a thousand dollars a month, so it was just for That's fun. But now it's yeah. so much more serious that it's like you can't slip up about anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like people, people are trying to set themselves up for their future and like think about their lives, and that's just people are going to be selfish in that sense, regardless. And even like with the GAs and the map pools, and like you know, should we GA this map? Should we let this map in? Like all the personal bias is always going to happen, no matter what. And that's why yeah. I think it's really important, eventually, or like hopefully, like again, a lot of these decisions should not be being made by a lot of the pros. Like I think they should be with the pros feedback, but I think there should be people that a lot of people can trust to make like better decisions. And like, I feel like that's a more optimal way to have that done. I don't know. I just think yeah, it's a much different time now. I agree, Chris. I think the time, I think there was a period in time, especially during the MLG era where even they were sort of almost a third party to an extent to Activision, even though they got acquired at one point where I understand like they could defer to the pro players because they didn't have, certain internal tools but now with there being a franchise league i just think on that conversation the league's got to step up here and start creating a process to facilitate a more official way for these rulings to happen for rules to be constantly adjusted for items to be temporarily restricted and to essentially like replace the ga process with something that's going to take a lot of the political issues out of play a lot of the ugliness out of twitter a lot of the stupid ass votes in a Twitter DM uh, out of play. And it just, it becomes a process that's just more professional. I think we're just, we're at the point where it's gotta, it's gotta happen. Yeah. It's not really a question. I don't, so, yeah, no. Hopefully the league steps up because the ball's in their court. Otherwise it's just every year now we're just going to have the same shit where it's just going to, uh, so there's going to be an OP gun, broken well, map. Everybody's going to complain on Twitter. It's just the same shit over Certain and over. teams are going to want yeah. it in. Certain teams are yeah. going to want it out. And then it becomes a whole big drama. It's like a repeating cycle. We've seen it for with snipers every year. Different maps, different modes. Like, there's always something that's going to happen and it's going to keep happening. 
honestly, it's probably good for the community because they get more drama and entertainment. Um, so they'd probably like that just to see it, being able to roast the pros and the pros roast the pros. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully one day it will be more professional and there'll be like the pros giving feedback and then it going through a line of communication to where they're not the final decision, but they're a big be, part of it. But yeah, yeah, they're a big part of it. But like someone else makes the final decision with all their feedback who actually knows like what they're talking about and Call of Duty. Like it can't just be people that are, haven't been involved in the community because mm -hmm. especially with Call of Duty, it's this the thing that makes it difficult is that the game changes every single year and who has the most time on the game played? The pros. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like it stays like the same game forever, which is the hard part of how, how can we trust these people to decide if they don't play the game that much where the pros played all the time, so they should be the ones making the decisions, but then you see the personal bias. It's a whole thing that needs to get figured out. One yeah. day. Well, what I'll say that, Dylan, is that, yeah, there are a number of people at the league that aren't Christian COD people, but a lot of them exist in more backroom functions of the league, whether it's uh, in marketing strategy, in finance, in the contractual progress, in sort of team operations, et cetera, et cetera. As far as like people I know in the league on the competitive side, you all know a number of them. They've been around for forever. Many of them have been around, you know, and existed sort of during MLG or worked for MLG. So I think there are enough people over there who know kind of how COD works, know kind of where to get process from the players, how to manage the developer side of things and create a really good infrastructure where these things could be discussed in an official environment. I, I, I agree with you. You don't want non-endemics in, but I think that on the league side, they have plenty of people that can help step in there that have yeah. been around for a long time. Hey, I think they can find a good system. I just think, yeah, I think something needs to be done just a little bit more. I like I, I like the drama and I don't want it to be so professional where there is no drama. Like the arguments on Twitter and stuff are hilarious. Like like that that is a big part of the Call of Duty community. Like you yeah. can't like as as dumb as that sounds, it really is. But like, yeah, I do think it's not like, you know, every player's job to figure this out. And with all the competitive integrity stuff, it's just yeah, a completely different time. And as dumb as that sounds, because I, I mean I'm I'm on the side of like we just shouldn't be using sound EQ. But at the end of the day, I mean, but like at the end of the day, like, yeah, unless I'm sure something in place to make, take it out completely. I'm sure there's players in the league that are using single tap to sprint, Dylan. I'm sure there's someone like, I probably like, that's what I mean. Like, I wouldn't be surprised just because like, how the fuck are you going to prove that? That's my, that's my point. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that like, I don't know, should be GA'd and also not as much on the league either with some of the stuff it is on the league, but it's also just like a lack of developer support again. like. It's just, I mean, Call of Duty is obviously not in a very good spot with Warzone or CDL or anything <laughs> in the sense of just like how the game actually runs, like where it could be better. But yeah, yeah. dude, like the developer is not really supporting uh, the CDL multiplayer game, which is weird because they don't, I don't feel like they support Warzone either. With some, yeah, it's, it's, so I don't know what the fuck's going on, but like it also <laughs> hurts a lot with that too, because there are a lot of stuff that can be fixed and it takes about seven months to fix it. And then by the time it's fixed, it's already like a little yeah. bit late. So like, I do think there's a lot of that too. Again, like I do feel it's kind of unfair to players to keep having this conversation and then obviously keep doing it over and over. I just feel like it's the same circle conversation over and over and over again. So kind of whack. I, I agree. I think uh next step is, is just probably not going to see if they're thinking about it. So more to come there. I think we should move on. Yeah, we can. This conversation start talking <laughs> about some of the matches this weekend. We had some interesting developments and we're not just when we go just as a preference everybody that watches like florida lag london probably not going to talk about them much during the show so apologies for fans 
of those teams, but there's just not a lot of I think, interesting conversations for us to really have about them. But if they naturally come up, we'll cover them. But I think we're going to cover more of the teams that are likely going to make champs at this point. So as always, we start with your team, Chris. Um, another interesting weekend, as it seems always with your team. Uh, you guys start off the weekend with a very clean victory over the Los Angeles Gorillas. Um, one of Fortress Hard Point, which is nice to see. And then you guys quit up with Optic for like the umpteenth time this season. And it didn't go your way. It was another 3-0. I think my first question to you is sort of after your team sort of reflected on that loss, like where where are you guys now with, with that matchup and sort of in general your progress that you guys have made in the last like six to eight weeks with your team? Um, well, I don't think we beat LAG cleanly. Uh, I don't think LAG is a very good team, to be honest with you. Uh, I like, I think, uh, I think they could be good. I don't think they're like, again, I, I think they're shocked mentally. I think they're like, you know, I'm yeah. I just they're not in a good spot. They're not playing the best. Again. Yeah. Like, so and I, as much as like, I guess we played the, I don't think we played that first hard point cleanly, like at all. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I've said this so many times and it sucks going on this show and like having to keep it. So like, you know, I like, like just like so fucking brief. Cause obviously you, you know, I, I would love to deep dive into this more, but like, yeah, I mean, we just don't play hard point, like fundamentally correct. And it's not something where it's like, we're not trying to fix it because we are. It's like, we're, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously very evident when you watch the mini map of our team play, like, I mean, I feel like it's pretty obviously what you can see going wrong, but like for some reason we still keep doing it. And like, so again, it's like we have to keep trying to fucking stop, stop having these issues pop up in matches and all this stuff. Like even the LAG thing, like, yeah, we looked a little bit better at hard point versus LAG because we won it. And then we played optic and we somehow got 170 points with some of the mistakes we were making, but like optic, if you just watch the way they play and then you watch the way we play, like we're never going to beat them or any, any, it's not even just an optic thing, by the way, like it's, it's any, any good hardpoint team right now, we're not going to play well, or it's going to be very hard to win unless someone has a crazy game because the kills that we are getting and the stuff that we were doing is literally hurting. You know, like it's, it's not fundamentally correct. We're just playing shit. God. And until we stop doing that, like it's going to be very hard to like, yeah, the optic matchup's annoying because we're not playing very well against them, and they're they're playing very well as a team. I think they're a great team right now. They look fucking insane. But like, yeah, it's just as plain as you know, as honest as I can be without going too deep into it. Like, we just need to stop making the mistakes that we are making that we know not to make. It's like it's like we know not to make, and we've addressed it. But it's like it's just like continuously continuously happens. So. We just have to keep going at it and figuring it out and trying to like, you know, find better ways for these not to happen. Like, it's not just something where we're like, oh, we're just going to keep trying the same thing and hopefully for a different, like, we're not hoping for a different result. Like, we're trying to like figure out other ways to like avoid these things happening. And again, it's very possible. Our scrims do play better slightly in matches, but I'll even say to that, like a lot of the times that like in scrims, like you get away, like if you keep handing people golden tickets to fucking beat you in matches, you're going to fucking lose them. And especially against teams like optic, LA thieves, any, any team with like a respawn dominant, like, you know, like you're going to hand them opportunities to beat you and they're going to take it. They're going to run with it and they're going to dominate it. Like if we like the way we played versus LAG, if you did that same exact match, in my opinion, the way we played, like, you know, and put optic there, LAG, the optic would have beat us that day too. 
Like we made a lot of mistakes in that LG match too. That like, if we spawn Shotzi behind us, he's gonna fucking he's gonna wreak havoc on us. You know what I mean? Like this stupid yeah. shit. So we just have to again keep trying to like keep trying to like find a way to like make these mistakes not happen. But it is definitely uh, very frustrating. As as much as I'll go into it, I can't deep dive any farther than that. But it's just what it is at this moment. Hey, if I ask <clears throat> a follow up question, there's a lot of community discussion or team about. That they think it's a personnel problem that they think that mc moved to a main and that maybe your issue is for the mc austin combo do you think that's a, a problem or do you think again to your point it's more executional communication sort of issues and not a personnel problem um i don't think it's a personnel problem to the degree that people are making it out to be like there is definitely ways where we can activate mc a little bit more like obviously in his flex role and like try and get MC like austin into the main like i i i've seen people talk about that but like as much as people want to deep dive into some of that stuff and like you know all that you know like all that thing all the things that people like to talk about like there is there is a very big problem right now with and all all four of my players know this. Like this is not something where I'm like on this, you know, like that like we've talked about this. We're like, we need to stop doing dumb shit. And we need this like and, and like period. It doesn't matter what who's on the map. Like if yeah. you know, if all four of you spawn up and four push out and like try and trap a team and you know, you leave the back spawn open hypothetically, what the fuck happens when you get all those kills? You know what I mean? Like we, we if we don't play discipline cod no matter what, like it doesn't matter who's on the map. Like we have to just be flat out smarter than the way we've been playing. And if we if we're not, it's gonna hurt us a lot. Like I again, I'm very handcuffed to what I can really say without you know going crazy because we we're still in a very good chance to have a chance to win these next two events if we can get it there. But again, we have to fucking get it there because we are not playing. We are playing some of the worst version of respawn that we can to like help ourselves like play better. And that's also why you see like stat lines, you know happen if you if you're spawning on the gate side of fortress the entire fucking time you're gonna have players on your team getting fucking bodied that's what I, that's yeah. my point like bro i think i think half of the time on that optic match we were spawning p3 gate side and dash you know what I'm saying dash you sitting there top yeah that's just my point like you're gonna get fucking bodied if you play the call of duty wrong and you spawn yourself there all the time like you're gonna get shit on like it doesn't matter who you are so that's my point like we're playing such a shit version of respawn it just never it's just like it's just brutal so we we have to stop doing it we've talked about some of the plays that we have to stop doing and like they still keep coming up so like again just have to try a different way to assess it and figure it out okay well you guys have i would say a fairly in my opinion fairly easy guys were coming up so i think there's maybe some protection there but i think to your point definitely it doesn't Seem like you guys are playing your A plus, but there's three more online matches. You have Toronto, and then a couple of weeks after champs, and you guys are still sitting in number one spot. So, and a good chance to lock in a number one seed, depending on yeah. how you guys play over the next what three weeks. No, three we can figure weeks. it out. I'm very confident we can figure it out. But it is very frustrating on the other side of things that we haven't yet, and I think a lot of it is very basic. So we just have to get to the point where we start doing that more. So it's just we'll we'll see how things go. Again, no one's really lost full in the sense of like, you know, mentally chalked or anything like that. It's just, we just got to keep working at it. It sounds like a very PR response, I guess, but I, I'm only going to say as much without like kind of just like 
opening up too much into that, but yeah. It does well, well, let's too. talk about let's talk about the optics side of it. They had another also interesting weekend. Like they beat you guys, but I would argue they probably should have lost to Vegas. Vegas found a way to lose that series. We'll talk about Vegas in a sec. Um, optic this split is doing something that I felt like your team, Chris, started doing a lot of mono for 2019. I think Ray was doing it with Empire as well with Clay and Krim of like you get to this point of the season, your team is good. You have a couple of weak maps, so going into the final kind of stage of the season, you start playing. Some of those weaker maps, maps in matches, and for Optic, weirdly enough, for the team, it's been Embassy Hardpoint, Embassy Search is starting to play more. Like obviously, Dylan, I want to go to you. At, um, you know, having been on teams that maybe have tried this, like you tip that strategy. They feel confident they can, even if they lose the maps, they can win the series. Yeah, I hundred percent tip that strategy, and I think it's what you should be doing if you want to actually win. When you're not doing that, that means you are usually in a spot where you need to win those matches just to get to the champs or get to a certain tournament start in winners but the to take teams from like a good team to a great team like the phases the optics have been the, the empires the past couple of years you need to expand your map pool if you really want to have a chance to win because you can get there to the finals and then you just get slammed because you aren't good at cer certain maps and of course people want to be good at maps and you can scrim you scrim all day long but scrims always transfer the matches sometimes you can lose a map a lot in scrims and you'll win it in a match a couple times sometimes you can win a map every single time in scrims and then you can lose it when you get to the match because you're just not doing things fundamentally correct so i think that's necessary if you want to be a consistent championship caliber team to just keep improving because if you don't try and improve all the maps it's going to lead you to just a tough decision down the line when you're at a tournament if you want to play a certain map you're not uncomfortable with or another team's best map so i think it's it's necessary to do that yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I mean, Chris, I don't know if you have any other thoughts. No, I, I mean, I agree. I think they're, that method is exactly what they should be doing. They're a top two team right now, right? They're, they look incredible. Like, they need to open up their map pool here and there to play some maps for certain teams and stuff. So I, I, think, uh, I think the route that they're going is really smart. And I think they should obviously keep trying to well-round themselves. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Because I think when you think about especially teams like Thieves, for example, I think they need to, you know, they've lost them a couple of times. Now. I think uh, rethinking the map strategy against that team is maybe driving some of the embassy stuff. Um, so I, I tip it from, from Optic. Uh, they're probably going to make winners uh, at this yeah. event. They've got Vegas. Uh, oh, sorry, rather, I'm looking at your schedule. Um, Optic upcoming here. They have Seattle, Toronto, and Florida. So I think they're beating Florida. And two and three should probably get in. Yeah, they're they're, they're going to be they're Seattle or Toronto. So I mean, Seattle. Well, we'll get we'll get to Seattle next. But uh, yeah, obviously make winners. They're obviously thinking ahead. I think the last hurdle for Optic uh, in a weird light, and I don't mean this to disrespect the Optic fans. I don't really have much to say on their team because I think the last thing for them, we, they've been good now for a while. They've been on that hard point streak. They've been getting better at search, getting better at control. It's now just like getting it done in a final. Um, so let's see if they can win Toronto or champs. Cause I think they're well positioned to be a betting on favorite for both those games, but a team that I think has fallen completely to the wayside of the champs conversation. And even though they're going to make it to the event, I think we got to kind of say, are they frauds unquote, which is Seattle surge. They played Toronto this weekend and they, they looked lost. Um, I think that, and I, I want to put myself as blame here. I think we've been giving Seattle a pass since major one. Um, because we knew how good of a team they were last year. They won an event. They were competitive at champs. They continued that in Major Rome. We're like, okay, you know, Suns teams have up and downs. It is what it is. 
But since Major One, they have not played well. They've especially not played well at LAN since that event. I believe the only team they beat at LAN at any event since Major One is LAG. Um, and the way that they lost really? on a Major Four with the reverse sweep to Rocker was not particularly good. And they looked lifeless against Toronto. And look, I know that in that series, Preded um, got home. I actually talked to Pred, and he had got home. It was like family stuff. So it wasn't even like, oh, I'm going on vacation. Like, he had to go deal with stuff. So they were kind of under practice going in that series, but still, obviously, we're getting to, like, May. Um, are you guys really worried about Seattle to get back to sort of the A-tier-S tier form, or is this kind of it? They're just sort of maybe hot in a given weekend, but likely more top six, top eight. Dylan, we'll start with you. Um, Wait, was that true that they've only beat LAG on land since what? Major since one. Since major one. Is that really true? Is that true? Because they lost they got, like, six. They got, like, major six two times. Major two, they started losers and lost to Boston. Lost, yeah. Uh, they beat LAG, lost to FaZe, lost to Optic in Major three. And mm -hmm. then in Major four, lost to FaZe, beat LAG, and then got reversed by Rocker. Oh, Eesh. wow. I didn't even like, because they always placed like around six. So I didn't think it was like that. I didn't realize they only have beaten LAG for multiple events. Um, I think the reason that you even said like you were giving them a pass is because when they play at the tournaments too, they're usually the matches are all very competitive. I know Chris, they play against FaZe a lot. Uh, there mm -hmm. was the the Deddy hip fire cheese. That was the big thing going around that round 11 loss versus FaZe. Um, I think they played, they, well, they choked that last series with Rocker really bad on the control in the S and D game five. Um, so it, all their series seem like they're extremely close. So you just think, okay, they're right there on the cusp of winning and advancing and going further in the tournament. But there's something that, like a spark that they're missing to just close series out or to just clutch up when they need to because they're right there every single time like every event except for probably the major two where they just got like slammed out of the tournament they're right there being able to win uh that that match and move forward but it's just not so i don't know what's really going on behind the scenes with that team uh to like if it's just like lack of confidence in each other or like uh what's going on because even lamar played really well last stage i think he, he fried so if like Lamar's giving you that a stage like that and you you know what you're going to get out of Lamar and he's giving you extra you got to take that and run with it and do well at a tournament and uh yeah I don't know what their issue is because Pred's been number one in all stats Pred's been number one in all stats pretty much uh Sib I think he's like started off really hard and been frying still playing pretty well but not up to his like standard his MVP yeah. caliber standard and where was Lamar, that a major one yeah. yeah, Lamar fried, fried last uh, stage, and then Mac had a pretty bad stage, I believe, and then made a couple of the big trolls that people were talking about in the uh, the match versus Rocker. So I don't know what it is, if it's just like time ran its course on that team, but they're right there. They just need one thing to go their way, and I think they get it rolling. But I don't know if that's a system change or just uh, kind of waiting for something to happen and hope for the best. I think it's two things, and Chris, I want you to react to what I say. I think it's two things. One is that this is on paper, there's not a good S&D team. And they've had sprouts where they've started to figure it out, but just in general, the way this team is built, when you look at the more elite search teams out there, like Chris, your team, and Optics started to get a lot better at search, Thieves, Toronto, like they just can't match the overall S&D decision-making that's on those teams, and Seattle is very limited in the way they can execute in that game mode. Um, and yeah, when it comes to respawn especially early in the year when people are still learning the game you could have a couple players hard carry with the system they play where you know lamar basically tells outside of certain flood situations like you you don't want dante and pred 
doing the dirty work. You want them out there getting kills. And so I think they have like this very narrow win condition window uh, in terms of individual performance and teamwork. And when they're not in that window, this is what happens. I'm curious what you think about that, Chris. I mean, I just feel like what Dylan kind of said, like, I know you just like said that to me, but like, I I feel like what Dylan kind of said, like, it's like they're right there every single time they lost a tough match to us. Like they're playing like they they got reversal. Like they play close, but like the problem with them, maybe it's a system thing. You know, if you really go back and like try and analyze like their game, like I do feel like their system is built around uh, Sib and Pred doing what they do, and then obviously like Mac and Lamar try and make up for it to a degree. Uh, I don't know again how full on true like everything that it is. It looks like it like when they play, but like. My thing with them, as like close as they've been to winning these like like these like certain matches and all this stuff, like they've been decent at respawn all year, like you know, but like it, their search is so yeah, their search is so rough, and like the the flat out truth of it is yeah, they like Dylan, they they might have it in there, like they could, something might be going on behind the scenes, like they can still get it done, and I get that, but like their search is a major issue, and like. If yeah. their decision, like, I, I think search is a scary part sometimes because a lot of the times the team's good or bad at search, it's usually the mid-game decisions. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's something that's, like, almost hard to teach. Like, yeah, you've seen teams improve in search, but a lot of the times, like, that improvement doesn't always fully stay either. It kind of goes, it kind of reverts back eventually, just depending. It's, like, really hard to keep that. Like, SND is a lot of instinct. We've talked about that. So, like, this team scares me because as good as they are at respawn with how good Pred can be and Sib can be and like Lamar, Lamar's actually played pretty well like here and there too. I know people give him a lot of shit like Max not been playing well. Like they're not better than some of the top teams at respawn though. You know what I mean? And I think in soon, if that team drops a hard point or a control, they're in for a long series. And like that's like where it becomes like really, really like tough for them. So it's like that's why I feel like what Dylan just said like they're always so yeah. close, but like right now they just keep falling a little short. I I just think that mode for them is killing them. Regardless of like if they've gotten a little bit be- bit better at it, it's just hard because I think any top teams playing each other right now, like their respawns are going to be good. And like yeah, you might be able to take a respawn off optic, but then like they might they'll probably take the next two in a search off you. Then you get three one. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's just yeah. like you know it's the same kind of thing. So it's just very. They're just in a really tough spot with that game mode. And, like, if they can't figure out that game mode, I mean, it's obviously too late to make a freaking change or something. But, like, that's going to be, like, where they're going to have to try and figure it out. Like, I, I don't know. But that that mode should be, like, their priority. Because like, they, they can sneak out respawns here and there against top teams. They're not bad at that. But, like, even the reverse sweep. They went up, they go up 2-0. They lose two respawns. Yeah. I mean, bro, like, every once in a while, you got to win that game five. Like, dude, a game five versus Seattle, like, I feel like a lot of people probably even the chat and you guys would say it's just like oh the seattle's kind of probably fucked like you don't want to be in that position in game five you want to have like some sort of like hope like i don't know i just think like that that's hurting their top a bunch. Team. yeah that's that's hurting their top team potential yeah. right now is that like you're gonna have to scrap out some series and like with how much yeah. they struggle in that mode i just feel like it hurts them so i don't know they're uh they're four they have a four win six losses in game fives there are 11 wins 22 losses in game two so they're winning 30 two yeah. percent of game twos which is like unacceptable if we go into S D stats it's bad chris they're obviously lowest no, yeah. at the bottom and win percentage they only win 68 percent of the rounds where they get first blood which is like you know the bottom i mean i can keep going first blood 
win percentage on yeah, offense. They're not very bad. good at search. <laughs> they're one of the worst retaking teams in the league on defense. Like it just they just don't their situationals are bad and look like we get to the end of the season, you just you can't rely on just taking three respawns against people. It's just not gonna work. And especially against better teams that are like really good at control twin game mode like you just you get effed and and i think i just don't know what seattle can do at this point and i we were talking about in the last show it's like they have gwen do you really think at this point that you try a hail mary roster change and bring him in to see if it works because I, I don't know what the downside of that is when can you when's the last opportunity that you can make a roster change like how does that even like what like is, is there a roster lock is it the roster at Major Five? I know that's what I think it was was last year. I, I, I would love to that. tell you. I would I love no to clue. tell you, but in classic CDL form, there's no public document. Yeah, that says, yeah, probably... Here's the league guidance on how this works. So that's if someone okay, knows, please let me know because I have legitimately no idea. But I think the Gwyn thing for me, I watch Challengers a lot. That kid's actually really nasty at search. Um. So like, and well, and I think you put him in for say Mac. Again, I don't know what happens to their respawn, but it might help their search, yeah. which is I think their main issue. But I feel like right, I'm raising my hand. Get, no, you're, no, yeah. you go right, first, right, right. Dylan. I, you go, you no, go first. I, okay. I was going to say something quick. Like, I just don't uh. think their respawn gets that much worse. And if it can really help SND that much, you just fuck it. Try it. Okay. But there's, there's not like a deep thought process to it, honestly. In my not, listen, this is probably the first, like, I, no one's ever done this in the league, and I don't even know if this will ever happen. But, like, <laughs> uh, why, not, why not just replace Mac? Or, uh, I'm not even saying it's Mac, for example. I don't know who their worst yeah. search player is. I, again, I'm not, like, super deep diving into them. But, like, I, all right, so I guess the way I view it, and maybe this is, like, a stupid perspective, because, like, you know, players' money's on the line here, and, like, you know, getting eighth place at champs or getting second place at champs, you make a lot more money getting second place, you know what I mean? Or first place, like yeah. obviously, then you do eighth. But I do truly feel, and maybe this is just now me being a coach, like, they're both, no one gives a fuck if you got second of champs. And no one gives a fuck yeah. if you got eighth. Like, you want to win champs. And, like, if you feel like you don't have a chance of winning champs, I feel like taking the risk to try and win it sometimes is, like, even worth, like, you know, say instead of them getting you know, consistently like fifth or sixth or something, whatever. I don't know like what their stats are. Like if they get eighth, like I, I, I think that's worth the risk is my point. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think it really matters at that point. Like you're trying to, you're trying to do everything that you can to, to win champs. And if something's consistently not working sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, so I, that's where like I'm at right now with this, like, why not just replace like Mac with Gwyn for search? So this has been tried before. First off, as you know, Chris, not on land. That hasn't tried on been tried on land. I mean, they never tried. They never tried on land. They did it online at some point during a home series in the beginning of the year, like model for 2019. Um, it was after COVID, mm. um, or during COVID rather, when we went online. Um, hasn't been tried on land. We've obviously seen subs on land, but it was like the whole Alex situation in Major Three, and that was more injury or sort of before, or like. Unable to perform. Ben, they weren't bringing Marky B in to try. And, yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not like Marky B is coming yeah. to be a search wizard, but but I mean, look to your point, Chris. Like I agree. Like you, you either got the way it works, you either got first, or you got last. Obviously, make a lot of money the higher place. Like, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I you know want to go there and be a non-factor because that's where they're at right now, bro. Like I don't I'm not picking Seattle. It's your team, Optic, LA Thieves, uh, Toronto, probably New York as well. Um, I may even think that Vegas could beat Seattle because Vegas has gotten better at respawn and I trust them in a game five more than Seattle. And suddenly 
like, yeah, Vegas might not make champs, but Seattle's got a good chance to go to champs and, and get double round. And it's like, now we just wasted a whole season. We never won. We had one grand final in the beginning of the year. And then we just faded. I, I think you gotta, you just gotta do something. And it seems like every time this comes up with the Seattle camp, it's like they live in fantasy La La land where people go on Twitter and act as if everything's hunky dory. And it's like, they've just, they're, well, they're not it right now. See, yes, yes. To, to a degree, like, again, like, I feel again as much as as much as we're like you know ripping onto them like I do think they have like again like they they are close and I think the re like with what Dylan you said like them being so close here and there is also like what's keep you know like it's what's kind of keeping them there at the same time like it's a, it is a big risk to take where like if they can get Max confidence flowing or get him more activated you know what I'm saying like they can become a whole different team it's not like they can't turn it around like I'm not like completely yeah. just like throwing in the towel for them because that's not like where I'm at with them I do still think like they have so much potential and as consistently kind of like below standard below their standard they've been this year like they can turn around and figure it out i mean i i use thieves as an example plenty of times when they they, they had the 0 and 5 major blow it up and then they went back to back events and now like you know what i'm saying like now look at them like there is always the potential to do that and fig, figure it out in the system and there's so much behind the scenes stuff with that so it's like i don't want to rip into them too much but at the same time like if they have been struggling at snd for so much like I don't know. I, I'm wondering who who the first team's going to be to do something like that, and like consistently too, not like, just like a yeah, one not just a one off thing, thing. Like, like trying it for like a whole split, like yeah, like give it time to actually see it progress and see if it works or not and test it out. And I and like I know this sounds insane because I I I mean I came from old school Call of Duty that would never happen back in the day, and even oh, now like even now so many players egos and like so many people's egos in general are just like so hard to like you know keep intact with something like that. So, like, that really does, like, kind of mentally chalk a lot of things. But I do think, to a degree, like, I think you need to get the fuck over it sometimes and do what's best for the, you know what I mean? Like, do what's best for the team to do that shit. So, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like with them struggling with that stuff and if this Gwyn guy is as good at search as, you know, like, people have been saying he's been playing well in Challengers, like, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe that's something that's a little unorthodox, but... I don't know. I mean, here here's the issue, Chris. They play. They only had one match this weekend. They got uh -huh. stomped by uh, by Ultra. They play Optic, Boston, New York, and Vegas. All four teams in the mix for champs. All teams playing good. I would say New York's probably the weakest S and D team, but they actually kind of improved their search this weekend. Uh, I mean, bro, I I could see Seattle losing all four. I I I'm very curious. It's Tuesday. I haven't heard anything about a roster change, so I assume at this point they're running it back with their same lineup, to. unless yeah. they've been, been they've been keeping it quiet. But like, I don't know, man. If you if you go one and four, zero oh and five, this split, like you, I feel like you got to do something. Can you make a roster change like that? That that's my thing with it. Well, like, the other when, piece yeah, it too. Like, like, are they are they fucked now? Well, he's allowed a sub. Well, he's a sub though. Oh, so, yeah. Matter, so right? it's not really a roster yeah. change. True. No, that's yeah, the, yeah, they can't yeah, pick you. Yeah. Yeah, so like you'd be good now if they, in terms of adding someone else as a sub off of challengers. Now they may be screwed, but like that, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, let's I don't let's see care. what they do because because it's they're not in a great situation. A team, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna you say as, as much as they can go zero and four. I also see them. They can do well. It's like they're such a weird team. Yeah. But I, the problem I'm is they really haven't really about yeah. them. Like on like this stage, I'm not really worried about them. Uh, with like these matches in the major, mm -hmm. I was kind of thinking what Chris was saying, like. 
more long-term, like, can they actually go to an event and win consistently? Like, that's yeah. what they should be thinking, kind of like the other teams who are in, like, a good spot. Of course, they still need to get points to qualify for champs, but I think they have the, the personnel on the team to where if things start going their way just because of one change in a certain mode, like, they can make a run at an event and win. Um, yeah. So I think they'll still do fine in these online matches and stuff, mm. but I think they need to think a little long-term. I actually am worried because the problem is they're in the sixth spot right now. New York's at 235 in, in the fifth spot. They're at 180. They're not catching up to New York. Okay. The problem with being in six, seven, and eight is you're going to play Atlanta phase, Optic Texas, and probably either Thieves or Toronto round one at champs. They're not beating one of those teams right now. Well, so you're going to go to losers and you get, you're in a, you're in a one and done situation. So yeah, that's why I'm worried. Cause it's like, you can't just kick the can to champs because you're going to have an extremely tough matchup against three teams I've named, four teams I've named that are all good in S&D. Obviously, those teams other have situational matches where maybe you can beat them in respawn, but game five, I'm not favoring Seattle against any of those teams right now. I mean, that's yeah, a well, long that's way what, away. That, well, well, that's what I said. They yeah. should be focusing for the long term because they're probably going to make champs unless something crazy happens. Yeah. So they need to focus on the surgeon story long-term changes, not the... And they need to make the changes now. They, they just can't really worry too much about these upcoming matches and the major... Like they need here, to, here's time to improve for champs. Well, here's the other thing, though, and I'm I, I'm actually going to take this a step further. They're on 180. Boston's on 170. Rockers on 160. Vegas is on 140. I would say they have a 20 point advantage on eighth right now. They could 100 percent blow that. What if they don't win any of these matches? Boston and Rocker and Vegas do well. Suddenly, you go from sixth to eighth, and instead of Rocker being the team that's got to fight with Vegas to outplay them at this event, it's Seattle. And you might start in losers. And if you get zero points this entire split, you might have gone from, well, at one point they were a top seed for champs like at the beginning of the year to going to Cancun. Like, that's a fucking disaster. That I mean, is, it is. But I think, I just don't think, like, I think they'll be able to yeah. win a match or two after this. Because there's a lot of things that happen. A lot of different scenarios can happen. But I think they're going to win a match or two after this. And even if they do stick and they go to this major, they're probably getting an eighth or a six. And so, like, they will be good, but they need to get the long-term fixes in now and try to see some improvement for here and then also for champs. If they really want to make a deep run and have a chance of making a ring or and getting I, a ring. And I also just think, like, dude, I, I, like, it is so easy for, like, you to sit there, Ben, and, like, so many people like to sit there and, like, criticize that. And, like, as, as correct as your point can be, you know, oh, like, they can go 0-4 and, and get out of champs and, like, let's all fucking panic and explode, like at the end of the fucking day, like there are some things that they can take, like some risks, like a calculated risks and what we talked about potentially, but like you can't just mentally explode and freak the fuck out. And just like, that's what would cause them to go. Oh, and four. And like, you know what I mean? Like obviously the long term, what Dylan said, they're probably gonna have a pretty tough matchup around one of the champs. Like that doesn't mean like as a competitor and as like a pro player, and I'm sure Dylan, like you can even agree to this. Like you can't just mentally freak the fuck out and like do that either. Because that's, worse than like you know what i mean like there's not a lot of things they can do they can't make some crazy fucking roster change outside of like kind of like a few things we said like like the 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 whole like let's hit the panic button and everyone just lose complete composure and chalk the rest of the season is also like a shitty mentality to have like it's it's not it's not what i'm saying chris what i am saying though is we've already seen a split this this season where they've gotten 10 points and so like we we've we saw last year that like it's doable, but you do bad, yes. Yeah, so Vegas, and we haven't gotten to them yet. Like, the way Vegas is playing now, 
it's not impossible for them no. to get a decent placing at this event. And Seattle at 180 is not even remotely close to being 100% confirmed for champs. They're likely going to make it. They are, they, are, they are more likely than not, barring a collapse, going to make it. But I do think like there needs to be some self-reflection of the situation that they're in, which is they're spinning the wheels. They've shifted from, at one point, I personally thought that they were like a top four, top five team in the league. I was still waiting for the search to get better before. I'm like, okay, these guys with, you know, FaZe and Thieves and a bunch of other teams are going to be there. And now it's like, well, it's like what I thought of Boston last year, which is like, congrats on making champs. Unless Pred is doing what he did last year where he's just winning Tuscan hard points by himself single-handedly. Like you're likely going to be there and be out of there by Friday night. No, I, I know what you're saying. I, I, that's what I mean. I see your point. I, I like, I'm sure they have done... I mean, some self fucking reflection and trying to figure everything. I'm sure they're doing that. And like, I mean, dude, I, they have to try and figure some stuff out and maybe they want to take that risk with like what we were saying. Like, you don't really want to just go to champs and get fourth. You know, you want to kind of go to champs and compete like, so like, or have a chance of winning and like, that's worth the risk. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure they've done that. They just have to, you know, figure it out and like, just get better. It's like, they're in like a, a pretty tough position right now. Like, of course yep. you want to compete to win. So I, I get your point, but like, yeah, like, I'm sure at the same time they're not trying to fucking just panic and freak the field like, and then like just blow it all up. Like I don't I, know. I, I doubt they're I doubt they're panicking. I'm just trying to yeah. set the conditions of what the thought process is. Let's yeah, like, uh, I'm sure they're not stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am sure. Um <laughs> you know, Lamar's been around for a long time, like and you know that I'm curious to see what they do because they've mm -hmm. they and now looking at it, I have a very difficult schedule. Uh Vegas is sort of another team that's sort of I think sitting in a interesting spot. And I think in a better mentally I, I feel better for Vegas. There was a role where they probably should have gone two and zero this weekend. Um, they really battled hard with Optic, and it's a you know one of the, like first match of the split, like getting back in the things like weird shit can happen. But Vegas was a very winnable series, and for a good search team, they made some unfortunately questionable decisions in Game Five that kind of cost them that series. But they had a really good rebound against New York, where they were able to get it done. So they're one and one, and what they're dealing with a very difficult schedule right now. And I think the the goal is to try and get winner's bracket um, because it makes your ability to con uh, get CDL points going to be a lot easier because they got to catch up to people. Um, what do you all think of Vegas? If you could rank them right now, one through 12, starting with you, Chris, where would you put them? I have to see them play on land and, and do it on land. I, I thought they looked incredible before major four and then they like showed up to major four. And for me with them again, I, I, I do think, they looked way better and like I still believe that they can very easily, you know, still do well and make this run. Like I, I do I do have faith that that's possible. I just also had the same faith before Major 4 and I feel like when we showed up to Major 4, I w they didn't look very good in scrims either, like going into Major 4, like on land. Like you know like, like so it was just very weird to me to see like such like a switch up and as yeah. much faith as I do think they like can do this and like I do have a lot of respect to those guys on the teams like it's more or less like seeing them do it now on land and stuff. So like, I think they can play this split pretty well. Like I, I think that I'm not really worried about the split there. I just want to see them show up and do their thing, you know, when like at major five, when it matters. So it's like, I, I think right now they're very easily a top eight team if, when they're playing good. I, I think like yeah. they can even compete higher than that, but it's more or less than, like making that winner's bracket again and then doing it. So it's yeah. uh, like, they're a question mark for me, but I, like, We'll have to kind of see. It's the, the the major four was like 
a really like just a confusing thing to watch happen because it wasn't even just like they underperformed in matches like I, I we scrimmed them i don't think they looked very good in those scrims either you know what i mean like it was like weird i feel like it was like kind of odd to me and i'm not saying they get worse on land but like something didn't click fully so i want to see it click fully like more when they get the major five well, since Chris gave me a non-answer, congrats to you for that. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, like no, I mean, I'm though. saying top eight. I mean, I think they're top eight, <laughs> okay, fifth, okay. fifth, sixth when they're playing it's good. That's yeah. Right uh, now, no, I'm, cur I'm curious right your thoughts. now, because I'm going to split it up in yeah. between online and land. Because um, online, I'd probably say minimum top six. So let's say yeah. let's give them like the fifth spot online right now because they push mm -hmm. off the distance, which honestly, not many teams have done online. It could have been just first match. Everyone's both teams getting warmed up. Vegas probably should have won that series. Uh, at least in the game five and then they came out and they won their next series versus a tough team as well so like that's pretty impressive so I online they are playing really well and really good and I'm not just saying they're only good online because I was high on them going into the last LAN and the reason that we all just got to see it happen is because they not only got slammed by New York on LAN they were up like 5-2 versus Florida game five and it ended up choking that which was a huge match for their champs qualification, their champs hopes, and that might come back to bite them in the ass because now they yeah. have to absolutely fry online. Now they need to go to the next land and do really well, not just good and get like a top six, but they probably need to get like a top four-ish right there. Um, so online, I think they got everything figured out pretty well. And that was their first event as a team together, correct? Those four on land? Yes, that was their uh, first land. Yeah. Okay, so like they were playing well online. They went to the land. I still have faith in them to go do well at land, but... They're going to need to put it together quick. So right now, you, I just couldn't rate them that highly. Um, it's like a, more so a question mark, but they'd be like seventh or eighth right now on land yeah. or probably eighth right now. Yeah, it's, 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 that's kind of the reason I was going to ask this question, though, because like I feel the same way online with these I'm players. I'm them and then line. Like I'm confident. Like, I know watching a Vegas match. Sorry to cut you out. I know watching a Vegas match online, like they're going to give us a good series. Like they play, they play Chris's team next week. Like I don't, I think FaZe is winning that. But the Rocker Seattle matches afterwards, I think Vegas have a really good shot against both teams. Rockers S and D is questionable and respawn can can be pushed and Vegas has really improved their control. I think they've won both controls they played so far online, which I don't I can't remember the last time that's happened. Uh and then Seattle, who we just talked about. So Vegas can go in this land gaining forty points on teams like Seattle and Boston and Rocker that might drop a few. And to your point, top four might be able to do it. They may like New York last year. Unfortunately, if those teams kind of also step up, they might have to be in a position where they need to make a, a final, which is going to be difficult. So I'm really curious to see. I mean, they're they're going to have to. It's they either do it or everybody's going to the Caribbean after the yeah. event, and that's that. Oh. So we'll see. We'll see. Because like even Clay said it in the interview, like we play up and down to our competition. So they could realistically play against FaZe, push them the distance, maybe even win, and then spawn in versus a team that we don't see as, as good as the phases, the optics, and then lose to them. So they just need to come out in every match like it's their last and give it their all. So uh, yeah. it, they'll be, they're going to be a fun team to watch for sure. Yep. Well, let's move on. Um, let's, we're going to talk about two teams that played two matches but had kind of went in different directions. Um, let's talk about, let's talk, start with Thieves first. Obviously they won the last LAN event. They're locked in for champs. They're going to get a top seed, uh, and a bit of a slow week for them. They played Toronto and New York. So they played two good teams, I would say. Yeah. Um, and lost both series. I would say pretty much because their search was just sort of not there this weekend. They had a lot of the same issues 
they have had when they've struggled this season, which is Jeffers Bloods, Troll 4v3s. Um, and so the you know four-map loss versus Toronto, the Game 5 loss, which they were really not in it against New York on a silo uh, in that Game 5. You know, is that just one bad weekend of S&D for Thieves, or do you think this is more of like a ultra major four situation where they they might really have an S&D problem this split and need to figure it out? Chris, we'll start with you. Uh, I mean, their search and destroy is always weird because, like, I feel like they've struggled more than they have not throughout this team's history you know like i feel like every time they don't do as well as they'd like to i feel like a lot of the times it kind of gets pinned on like their snd kind of looking a little trolly and then they then they'll come out though and their snd will look great and then they'll you know then they'll like be a well-rounded team and then they look dominant you know what i mean and then it's like oh shit like you're you know this, this team's fucking insane so it's like it's hard to put like a full like their S i don't think this is like an snd struggle because I, I do think that this is like one of those teams that like weirdly can fix their S and D like kind of overnight. They've done it before, so like it's it's hard to say they won't do it again. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just think their S and D looked like shit. I feel like a lot of like some of their situationals <laughs> were kind of just like kind of trolly. I think they can fix that within literally a week, and like they can come back next week and be fine. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say this is a full like Toronto uh, stage where like they were like playing really really bad in S and D. Uh, what we'll have to kind of wait and see. I, right now, I think they're fine. I think they had a tough weekend against two tough teams, and hopefully, that's all it is. And then I think if that's the case, then like they'll be good. But uh, they're a weird team with that because they're the one, they're the, like the few teams that like kind of go against like what I've said, where like the instinctual stuff like usually like kind of yeah. reverts back to it. Like they do, but like then they also kind of fix it sometimes. And I, I think their issue with search of getting those first bloods and then like kind of falling short is a better issue to have than just like being miserable at SD in general. So that's yeah, why I think maybe absolutely. that's why they're, yeah, like maybe that's why they're better at like fixing their search like overnight. So I don't think it'd be like a full S and D struggle for like the entire major. I think it's just something where like they got to convert some of their uh, advantages better and they'll be fine. So I, I think they're good. I wouldn't be super worried. Dylan, they play their last three matches because they played two this weekend are Florida rocker London. Do you agree with Chris that they're going to figure it out based on that schedule? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think um, it's too much to. They need to worry right now. I think if they do bad in their next couple of matches, okay, they need to worry because they are playing teams they should hundred thousand uh, percent win against and win pretty convincingly. Because uh, I think we, I think we going in and after last event, like Thieves is a top two team. I think they're one of the most coordinated teams. Like their teamwork is just on point. Uh, might have been a, a hiccup from this weekend, but. I think they'll be fine moving forward. But if they do lose the next series, it would be kind of, it would be a little sus for sure. And they need to lock it back in. But I still think for now, you call them the best team in the game because they proved it at the tournament. And uh, I think they're going to bounce back the rest of the matches and start on winners. What uh, what was their record online as well? Last split? 4-1. They actually played really they four well. 4-1? They were 4-1? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They only what? lost to Optic 3-1. That was the only loss. And they were 3-2 and two in search the last split online. So like their searches were still like, weird 50 50 yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying so it's like but they're like but in, but in general though like still like i, I was just wondering I, I wasn't gonna like go and say like oh it's just an online thing for them but like yeah i was just curious but yeah i i think they're fun i, I think their problem in snd is much more fixable than a lot of other teams that tend to struggle in snd so uh i have one more thieves question it's from carlos on twitter i tweet out for some questions and i got an interesting one i want to go to you chris because you've coached kenny uh -huh. uh, before you won some chips ken's had a i think 
pretty mediocre to rough season. Overall numbers pretty much across all game modes for him are around the 0.95 or lower. And I know, obviously, we play in an era where a lot it's a lot of online stuff. Like, what do you think it is with Ken that, you know, obviously when they played good, he's played great. Like, he was he was really good at times at the Major Four land, but online has struggled. Like, what what is your opinion of that? Uh, I mean, I don't really think he's, like, struggling terribly. Like, I, I know he can play better than he is, but he's been running more of the sub role like all year, you know, compared to like a little bit of both, like in in that sense, like I do think he is tends tends to be a little bit inconsistent. Like, you know, this year, like he has some maps where like he kind of finds himself in a blender, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, with Kenny specifically for me, like I don't think Kenny's struggle, at least when I watch LA thieves play, I'm sure like their coaching staff can probably talk more about this. Like, I think he understands call of duty very, very well. And I think he plays the game like very very correct and i think like even though he might have like so right now throughout the entire year he has a 0.93 kd he has yeah. 21 kills per 10 minutes envoy has a 0.97 kd and 22 kills per 10 minutes like that's not like some crazy fucking difference but like yeah, the, the pace is there for sure yeah that's what that's what i mean like i i think kenny and his struggles like I don't know. I think he's fine. Like, I think that guy makes the right play a lot of the times. And I think he does a lot of the stuff for that team. That is really, really important. I mean, I don't know. I, I think people look at the stats in that stuff a little bit too much sometimes. Like, but at the same time, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think he's fine. Like I, I've coached him and I don't think he like, he doesn't lose confidence from when I coached him. He never lost confidence. Even when he did play bad, like he was always a super confident kid. And like, he's one of the smartest call of duty players probably in the game and the role that he's running and the way he plays like i think he's feeling like i, I don't know like he can't I, have I like some it. of those maps that he's had but yeah i i do think like bro so many teams or maybe this is just like me looking at my team and like vice versa but like so many teams like even toronto like hixie consistently has like a point like eight five to point nine and like they're really good at hard point like yeah it's not about just like drop like like dropping like some crazy numbers like it, it's about playing the game fundamentally correct and then playing with your team and, and being a good like yeah, like that's so much more important i think kenny's fine that's i don't know what what i would tell people is if you go look at the stages where they're playing well or the lands where they're playing well ken's dropping numbers like oh. last mate last major I, I i think we didn't talk about it on this show but i think i talked about it on my stream like bro before they went to land at last major i think pretty sure that ken was like one statistically one of the best players online in those five matches like he not he, he has played a really, not not hard point but like yeah. especially in control when they, they were playing all those acilos like he was going off the searches he was he was doing really well along with draws like actually i think at no, times yeah he was. i'm sorry i'm mistaken by the way yeah. my bad. okay uh <laughs> but i think um like at times you know when they when they do lose or you know like this weekend i don't think he played well in either match i think he kind of actually got fried but um you know what happens i was just curious in your thoughts because i know that like I've talked to Cap and Shane, like Ken is Ken is one of those like first guys in, last guys out, you know, like yeah. he comes in, has a lot of ideas, he's part of the conversation, he's engaged, like their tactical system and the way they play, like he's providing a lot of thought into that. And yeah, like he doesn't play like the featured role in this team and like it's not gonna be always easy to just I mean, drop one fives. I mean, bro, they're forty two and twenty six in hard point and twenty seven and fifteen in control. I yeah. think I think it's just fucking fine. 
Like yeah. that's yeah. that's what that's I feel. Right. I feel like people just make up topics to talk about because it's fun to fucking talk about shit. Like, when, yeah, there's no that, issue. That, 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 that's what I mean. Like, what are we fucking talking about here? Like, yeah. yo, just like Kenny's yeah, not dropping one point five. Like, that's is a classic Chris response to when I like I, I bring a Twitter question. It's funny. Well, that's I mean, funny whenever you respond like that. I, I mean, like for fuck's sake, like. <laughs> but it's true though. How much better do you want them to be? Like, of course. How much better? How much better is better? His yeah. How much better? But how much better can you get? Because they're definitely up there in control and respawn across the whole yeah, year. Like how like, much better can they actually get? Like what is like the Kobe teams? They yeah. have an amazing system. So like when I see Envoy or Kenny dropping a point nine or like anyone draws, I'm like, I think when I watch them, I think they have the best teamwork by far in the game when it comes to across all modes. I think their teamwork is the best. Hundred percent, I agree. Oh. For a couple, a couple uh, stages. And like, and like at the end of last year, numbers, their KDs don't matter because of how they play in their system. And if you look at the team stats of like their overall success of the team, they got second, they got first. They're one of the best hardpoint and control teams in the game. So like, there's we're just trying to make a there yeah. people are trying people to make just, a conversation out of nothing because they've been very successful. So like, why try and change it up yeah, when like it's clearly bored. working? People are yeah. literally just bored. Like like literally like uh, like. Uh, like how much fucking better do you want them to be like i you know what's funny if kenny probably had a one point fucking two and like he was yeah. doing that shit they would probably be significantly fucking worse no bullshit like if he was I mean, playing the, the team's probably getting fried bro if he was playing at that fucking level to fucking have like a one point fucking two all the time and like be this fucking crazy slayer basically how he played in world war ii if he still yeah. played that reckless fucking role and didn't think and just ran forward and didn't give a fuck about anything else in the map and everyone had to play around him they would probably be a 50-50 hardpoint team instead of a 42 and 26. Like, It'd be like Seattle is this year. Well, yeah, Seattle. I mean, Seattle's hardpoint's not 50-50. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. That's my point. Like, yeah. bro, like, people just... I mean, this isn't not everyone's fault. I mean, people just don't understand Call of Duty. Like, It's just not as, as simple as like, oh, he had the point nine. They must suck. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's just not that. Like, it's sometimes like, you can struggle, but like, yeah, like, dude... Yeah. I mean, bro, I'm looking at. You have fucking... to look at the bigger picture. You have to look at the bigger yeah. picture. Don't just look at the first person. You gotta <laughs> get some a different point of views of everything, and then you'll really understand it. Like you could talk about their team record. You're like, holy shit, these guys have been frying. Don't change anything. Yeah, dude. Bro, that. it's it, re, uh, it's it's common to me because, like, again, I stream during the day. You guys know I just sit there. I bullshit a lot. Like, and it's so funny. In the last like month and a half, so many people come in the chat and be like, "Oh, thieves should next season." drop kenny for pred and it's just like okay well you're just like chasing this high of more kills but just to your point chris is not how it works like part of why their teamwork is so good is the player composition and ken is an important part of that piece and he doesn't need to drop a one two then the fucking win and by the way they just won so it's like i i, I get you guys response to the question uh, i appreciate you guys responding that way in classic dylan fashion and classic chris fashion uh, I think we can move on, and everybody. I think the sum of the conversation is Ken's playing fine. But, had a tough weekend, is what it is. How many fucking years have to go on with competitive Call of Duty until people can just like realize that? That's that. I like. Your people are never gonna realize it, Chris. You're you're fighting a losing battle, brother. I know, I know, I am. But like, dude, it's even like, bro, <laughs> it's just like happen. one thing. Like, just Toronto. Toronto picked up. Toronto picked up Hixie. <sighs> Toronto picked up Hixie in stage three. Right? They dropped Standy after match one. They picked him up. That's like when they picked him up. Pixie and Hardpoint, so. since then, since that moment, since they picked him as a .9 flat with 20 kills per respawn, which is basically the same as Insight. Yeah. So he's not, he, 
he's i'm not and this is not me like taking a shot at hicksy this is yeah like like yes those stats to the fucking public lie probably people think he sucks or like again like they say it, but like i think since they've picked up hicksy their hard point is it's great they won an event it yeah, worked out that, and bro and since that <laughs> moment team listen to weekend, me yep. since that moment they picked up hicksy they are 22 yeah. and 11 and 15 yeah. and 5 in control should they just drop so should they just drop hicksy and pick up someone that can get more kills like bro, like I mean, that was you, the reverse Eli argument because Eli was getting plenty of kills and they were winning. That's what I mean, and that's not even a shot at Eli. Some people just don't mesh. Yeah. That's a thing. But like, I mean, that's just a chemistry bro, thing. If yeah, you spawn, team. if you spawn, for example, use my team just really quick. If you spawn on the gate side of fucking fortress for seven of the ten minutes that you play the fucking map, and you're getting spawn trapped because you're playing shit Call of Duty, and you're not like, and again, you're putting yourselves in positions because you're fucking playing dumb. It doesn't matter if you're fucking pred or or me. You're, you're dropping a point fucking six. Like, you're, you, people are staring at gate. It doesn't matter who the fuck comes out of that gate. Like, if Dashie's staring at the gate and Pred comes out of that with a sub who is eight times more talented than I'll ever be, we're both fucking dying. Like, yeah. it, it, it's my point. Like, bro, like, playing the game correctly and setting yourself up and putting yourself in advantageous positions is how you win and not being fucking dumb. Like, Kenny's point nine and struggling. Like, fuck off, bro. That's what, that's what I have to say to that question. Fuck off. Well, Let's let's move on. We're gonna go a little rapid fire with these next couple of segments, and we'll talk schedule and take some questions. Let's uh, let's continue to come. We'll talk about Toronto. Um, obviously, last split was uh, fucking interesting. Um, just up and down. Church wasn't there. They somehow got like top six in the event. And I talked to Scrab afterwards. He's like, whatever. So they came in with some some passion. This split, obviously, they're hosting this next event in Toronto. So you know. They want to play well at it and had good victories against LATs in Seattle. And I think they looked great across all game modes this weekend. So my question, starting you with you, Dylan, just a three-word question. Are they back? Yeah. Um, I kind of ex- said they were back or knew they were going to be back after the major five or major last major, major four, when like they went there and losers and made a little run and got a couple matches under their belt. So yeah, I think they're back. I think they'll be just fine. Chris, what do you think? I think they're good. I think they're fine too. I mean, I, they were struggling a little bit in S and D. That was about it. They fell short. Is what it is. I think they're. I think they're fine. I, I didn't even like worry about them even at major four. You know what I mean? Like they fell short. Shit happens. I think they're completely chilling. I yeah, I mean they played. Them. I think they're back. Yeah, they played great this week. And the only map, if I recall, that they lost was the one where Scrap dropped like forty something. Was it forty three or something? Was it more? Something crazy some, like that. Yeah, some yeah, it was stupid something on that. But that's like a first map fortress. Like outside of that, I thought in control they looked good this weekend. The searches were uh from what I remember, it was two MC searches. Like they looked really mm-hmm. clean yep. on those. So yeah, I mean, I feel really good about Toronto coming into this event. They have remaining optic, which is gonna be really interesting. Mm-hmm. LAG and Rocker. So I would not be surprised if Toronto goes to this event with one of the top seeds at home and makes it very deep on Sunday. Fully agree. Cool. Uh, we got a couple of one-one teams to talk about. Um, let's talk about New York first. Um, they obviously the way they lost Major Four, your team, Chris, and you said quote that you probably shouldn't have we didn't won that, that series to begin with, uh, because they just absolutely New York just absolutely tossed an S and D. They came in this weekend and looked actually a lot better in search. Like they were closing out S and Ds. They won two against LA Thieves. They won that in Game Five. Um, and they did lose to Vegas, um, but they actually won one of the searches on Mercado. And Vegas is a great Mercado search team. 
Um, and the hotel was also a little bit mixy. So, um, yeah, like, where do you guys think about New York, similar to Vegas? You think they're like top six, top eight, and it's pretty much down to, you know, can they can they master the art of not throwing in search? Then we'll start with you. Yeah, I, th- I would say anywhere from like four to like the six range where I would consistently put them just because they are up and down. Um, but they did play a, a few good teams like Vegas. We talked about Vegas right now in their current form online, like what they're five and one or five and two. Five and two, and they're only lost being to Optic. And who they lose to that last split? Do you remember? Uh, I can uh, tell you're you. talking about you're talking about Vegas. Vegas, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got it. Uh, okay, uh, it's probably a really good team. It was they, London. They lost actually. London. Actually, never mind. It was a good team. <laughs> not a good, okay, not a good team. <laughs> like Vegas online, they're, they're what five and two total. So like, they're yeah. really they're a really they've good been hot. Yeah, against. yeah, they've been hot. So like that's a to push them to a game five is still good online, and then to beat LAT in two searches. I think that's really good for them. Um, so, yeah, I think New York is one of those teams that also can just randomly show up and absolutely fry and make a crazy deep run. Uh, it's it's just the consistency for them. That's where I'm worried at. Of like, can they consistently be competing to win events or just like get hot for a weekend, make a run? Uh, I just want to see them do it more consistently and not have to. Because I feel like they need the pop-off performances. They need the Hydra's 30s. I think Preston went crazy in one of the matches, yeah, one of the Preston. maps on Hydro, I believe, Hardpoint. Yeah. Um, so, like, they just need the pop-offs, which is not always going to happen, and some more some more fundies to make them <laughs> a top-caliber team consistently. Yeah. I mean, dude, their problem with them is, like, yeah, I feel like they're always struggling in one game mode, like, some way or the other. Like... Their controls throughout the year, if they don't play hotel control, they've been like and not when Fortress got taken out. Like they've been like in a weird spot with that. And then like then like I feel like last major, they played decent at control, if I remember correctly. And then like their searches, you know, it's like they're tossing in search. And I mean they toss. You wanna hear a crazy at, search that, Chris? What? So Shafi in my Twitter I'm in my chat, and I haven't verified mm-hmm. this, says that since nah, major that, one. Yeah, that he's pretty I'm pretty sure he'd he'd be right. But yeah. That New York subliners on land are one in ten in search. On land, that's an issue. Yeah, that's yeah, an issue. They've won one out of eleven. I will say yeah, it's it, not good to win one match on land and search and lose ten. That's not good. Yeah, no, that's, 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 that's not. That's yeah. not, not it. Expert analysis. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost first the person that if I'm thinking of the same person in the Twitch chats, like he's probably that's probably correct. But yeah, uh, no, Chef is pretty good. Yeah, usually. but um, yeah, I mean, dude, that's that's like I feel like the online they like figure something out and then like. They'll look good in control, but then they're like, yeah, then they look bad on land and search or whatever. It's like, I feel like they can't always get it all together, like, obviously, in a major tournament, and it's, like, weird. And I don't know what's causing that. Maybe it's, like, a fundamental thing, like what Dylan, you said, like, or something of the sort, but it's, like, they have the potential, and I, I would give them, like, the fourth, the sixth, depending on, like, you know, who, who, which New York shows up in all three modes, because, like, you kind of get a, a search and control with them. You kind of get like a, a different team every once in a while, yeah. like when they show up. So you just never know. And then obviously I guess on land too, like if that's the case, like, yeah, on land, they just don't show up and search at all, which is odd. I don't know. But like, yeah, that's just, if they can get it all together, they're a dangerous team. If not, then like they fall to that sixth place. So they just have to try and find like that consistency, but they do play a very, the team that they have in general, they also do play a very weird play style to like to keep consistent i would say like i feel risky like when i watch them play yeah sure. yeah exactly like i feel like the way they play in general is very risky and like i feel like that's a big cause of like why they can be like so annoying to play against but and also sometimes like what the fuck is going on type of thing so it's like yeah maybe that's it but yeah no i i would give them anywhere from fourth to six they have major potential but like yeah it's it's more so i feel like 
fundamentally that they're very risky. Like they take a lot of crazy fucking risks and chows and stuff. And sometimes like it wins them a game or in, and sometimes it doesn't. So it's like, yeah, they got to yeah. figure that out. But that land stat. Yeah. They, yeah, they just figure out the search so, yeah. then. Chalk everything yeah. else that we just said and just figure yeah. out land I mean, search. At that point. Yeah. Land search. Yeah. If they can't win land search, it doesn't matter. Like so odd. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely odd, but let's uh, move on. We had a couple mm. more teams to uh, talk about. I know we chatted about them a little bit in the beginning, but I want to spend a little more time and talk about Rocker, another team that's you know in the mix. Obviously, yeah. one and one again. Um, Dylan, my question to you: Obviously, you're you're on the roster. Um, you know, reflecting on the weekend, what you saw in person, what do you think that they need to work on in order to? Um, not only qualify for champs, but I think for this team, I assume like after you make it to champs, they want to try and make it as deep in that tournament as possible. Like what do they need to work on uh, right now as a squad? Right now, I think it's just their respawns. I think when they play like a top eight team in respawn, uh, like you just see a lot more struggles because when they play like the London's and like the lower tier teams, like they're like, oh shit, like rockers back. They look really good. But then when they play against a team that knows how to play respawn, something goes wrong and it kind of seems like they're, the game plan just out the window and they're not able to get it done. And I think that's been their biggest thing since uh, fame replaced me on the roster. Like they, their search has definitely improved, but their respawn is just not good when they play the top teams. Yeah, I agree. I mean, do you, Chris, do you think like, just like New York, their rocker sometimes has a weird play style compared to some other squads or do you think it's pretty by the book? Uh, I mean, rocker is like, I feel like, I don't think they play like a risky, crazy style like New York does. Like at least like when I watch them, like when you know when we have obviously played against them, or if I ever catch them in a match. But like, I don't know. Like I, I think their team is just like they have a lot of X factors. I feel like Bance is an X factor. I feel like Bance has moments where he looks like again he plays a very winning play style of Call of Duty, and when he's going off, it's very like you know when you guys got third or whatever deal like, and like potentially even second there like. They're really good like you know bands is really good but like i also feel like he's a major x factor where like sometimes he doesn't always do that and then it's like tough and then it's like i don't know i feel like they have like x factors even cammy sometimes like i feel like cammy can be like fucking disgusting and then like sometimes like you know like it's like he's like a little weird like i, I just feel like they're a very like hit or miss team yeah. because of some of like this just like some of their players like just tend to have like i don't know and maybe that's something again their system is just like wrong a lot so maybe that's what it is like I, I don't really know like the answer to them specifically but uh they just have a very like odd play style to me and i do feel like it's, a, it's not like the risky super risky crazy play style like new york i feel like it's like a little bit opposite yeah. than that so it's like uh, yeah I don't know. definitely the pacing is different there's a concept yeah. in formula one called setup windows so like formula one cars are similar but different mm. you go to different tracks high down for slow down for tracks so you got to set the car different ways yeah and cars like red bull <laughs> it can maximize their performance a lot better than say Ferrari or Mercedes that have a lot like smaller window to get that best speed, best performance, best cornering. And I feel like rocker, one of those teams you talk about Bance is an X factor. I think Afro is also an X factor. I think in the way that Ben is inconsistent, I think at times Afro has been no, super yeah. inconsistent. I think even Cammy is also at times inconsistent. I think to your point, Dylan, it's like, against the weaker teams, they exploit a lot of their bad decision makings really well because of how ratty their play style is. But when they play better teams who I think are a lot faster, and if the rocker players aren't engaged, they get in a lot of trouble in response because I just don't think off the rip that they're like, outside of Afro, that there's some like mega speed demon like going to absolute suffocate you type team. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's the like biggest issue. Like when their backs up against the wall, that's when they struggle and like can, can't really get out of like those bad situations where like a better respawn team can get out of those situations and then take over the game and dominate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's their biggest thing. Like there's too many X factors and not enough like consistent dominance from a certain player or players to where it's just like, oh, hopefully this guy goes off. Oh, hopefully that guy goes off. Oh, yeah. this guy went off, but this guy got shit on. Like there's not like. It, yeah. It's all give and take, and it's just mm-hmm. not going to work when, you're, especially when you're playing against the top like eight teams. And I also think, weirdly for Rocker, their search has just been for the, the players on this team. It's been weird to see their struggles in SND. I think they kind of normalized a little bit after stage four, but bro, stage three was yeah, stage three was, was not bad. good. It was bad. So yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see where Rocker do. They're they're in the mix, and obviously, as we mentioned earlier, like they're not Hundo P in champs just yet. They're going to have to play while they're split, and they've got. Vegas, Toronto. Sorry, they got Vegas, Toronto, and LA Thieves coming up. They have up, a hard so. split. That is, that is a difficult. Very difficult split. So we'll see if they make winner's bracket. Uh, last team I want to talk about. This is more of a fun topic. <laughs> um, so we talked about Boston earlier. We talked about the Sunny Q thing. They obviously beat mm-hmm. Rocker. I want to talk about some of the banter that was on Twitter afterwards. In particular, one conversation I thought was really funny. It was between uh, Benjamin Beans and... Uh, one of everybody's favorite Call of Duty players, uh, Large P, Big P, a.k.a. Gunless. Uh, they had a little bit of a fun back and forth on Twitter. Uh, it started with Gunless uh, discussing uh, Beans' reaction to killing two like people that were maybe free kills in a listen-in. Uh, he said, like, the Beans' screamed from shooting to people that weren't even looking at him. Beans said, you know, peculiar tweet. Then Pierce started, you know, throwing some bombs uh, on the timeline. And then, you know, Beans went back and forth. And then at one point, Murph V, who's one of the members of the ownership at um, uh, at uh, Boston Breach at Oxygen, also got involved. And then Pierce roasted him, so it was just really funny. Pierce like champ. Ch- Pierce also chip checked Beans at one point at the end of the conversation because because Beans basically said like you're stuck in challengers, and Pierce is like, well, you you know, you don't have an MVP or a chip, so what are we doing here? So I just thought it was a really funny conversation. And curious, Chris, your thoughts reading it back. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I was not expecting Pierce to just kind of come out <laughs> I think of nowhere. He went out of his <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's today. I like. I feel like he like definitely he picked this fight. That yeah, that's what I mean. I, he was definitely in a mood where he's like, I'm a, I'm a, I want to. Well, Twitter was argue. lit. Yeah, Twitter was lit. This is this is the post sounding cute. Like like Twitter oh, that okay, night was okay, like okay. people taking pod shots at each other. Everyone, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like but, this one. Well, that was that's so random though. Like, like, yeah, he well, called out. You guys got two kills in the back. Like, yes, I mean, but like, why make a big deal about that? Like, well, it doesn't really matter. I'll say <laughs> this. Still won. I'll say this to back Big P up to a a, a little bit. I've had kind of issues with Boston with this version of this team, even with without Reese Nero, and then I don't feel like when you listen to listening, there's a lot of small talk, and I feel like naturally. The AR players should assist on that team, but Big Wake's not going to do it. He's not like a. He seems pretty quiet. He's, that's not. He's yeah, quiet. Yeah, so yeah. it kind of, it kind of relies on Ben, and Ben's like still very much sometimes in challengers mindset of like you know oh, I get two kills like shit on. But even Scrap, who does that, also small talks a lot. If no, you Scrap's very vocal though. Scrap, Scrap's got oh. really good comms. Yeah. So I, I think there is it is a it is a fair like you know criticism of Ben of his communication. I think P, uh, Big P kind of put that on the timeline. Then Beans didn't reply to it until like hours later. So then Pierce is probably annoyed at that point because it's just like 
I just it got lost in the shuffle, and then he went out and found the tweet, and then started adding me. And you know, Pierce, he's always going to back up his beef. So I just well, I thought it was one of those funny like COD community like shit talk. Yeah, yeah, it was it, just it, one it's of those a very random like, argument. Yeah. yeah, it was so random. It's like I didn't know I wanted this argument or needed it, but it happened. So yeah, it, good, but good entertainment for no reason. To assess the argument, I guess like Pierce is not wrong at all. Like I like. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't scream dead and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, dude, hype, hype yeah. and adrenaline, like hype, adrenaline, like, you know, like that focus, like people, first of all, some teammates actually prefer that. Some teammates hate that. Everyone's different. Everyone's got like their yeah. own like fucking way of like thinking of that. Like some people, for example, use clay, like love clay when he's hyped. And some people think that's fucking annoying. You know what I mean? Like that's like some people can't focus like that. So everyone's different in the sense. I think that's very team oriented, like team to team, like who you're playing with and who cares and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, I don't think you can really argue against the fact of like, yeah, like shooting two people in the back and like, and doing that, like you should probably be like trying to call out spawns and other stuff like that. If that's your role on the team too, like it depends on if like, you know, probably I don't think like wake calms it as much. And I think the other two are running around like lunatics all the time and stuff like, so like, I do think it's kind of like, I guess, similar to like what Dan does with optic. I feel like Dan's got pretty good uh, comms and like communication yeah. and like he leads them pretty well. And He's got Shotzi and Kyler running around like fucking lunatics, and he's kind of doing a lot of the not the thinking for them, but you you know my point. Like he's facilitating them, yeah. like yo, they're spawning here. I'm blocking this. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like we're missing this guy. Like all that stuff. Like that doesn't hurt any team ever. So like I I don't know like what their plan is and all that stuff, but like Pierce's original point is correct. But like, yeah, it was just definitely like an unnecessary jab, and like yeah, that that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's like. I don't really mind what Pierce said. He just kind of put it out a lot more, you know, in a different, and it, it definitely didn't deliver it well. And I don't, I think he was trying to do that obviously on purpose, but yeah, I definitely think communicating who's missing and where they're spawning or the two people that I just shot in the back where I'm screaming dead shit on, where are those two spawning? What are we blocking? What are we missing? Yeah. Uh, yo, are we challenging this together? Last guy's in the hill. He's in this corner. Let's swing. Yo, it's like, yo, I'm challenging now. Swing. Boom. Like that stuff can only make you a better player. But to like Beans is like defense, like he is still super new. Like it's like this is his first year in the CDL. Like yeah, I think, uh, yeah, like it's not like. And so I think Pierce was giving relatively decent criticism in a very bad way. <laughs> is that that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I I would say it's to Beans though. I like Beans. Beans is good. He's yeah. great in search. The problem for this Boston team is if you look at where they stack compared to your team, Chris Thieves Optic. Even Toronto, there's a significant lack of experience on this Boston team. And you could potentially argue that that's maybe what's preventing them maybe. from progressing farther as a team. And it then might become a situation that you want to address that with the personnel decision in the offseason. Uh, I think it's very hard to swap out sub players in this league in free agency. We've discussed that at length, yeah. like off stream before. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they're going to look at ARs. I would be mind blown if they drop big wake, and that's where we land on beans. And like I do think that's something Ben needs to work on because it might end up being part of the reason that he might be moved back to maybe a sub role on this team if they go after a closer type of veteran AR to come in and maybe bring them what they need to finally get over the hump. I don't know about all that, but I don't know. But you see my my thought process. Though. I see like your that's, thought that's, process, that's, but yeah. I don't know about all that. I don't know if Beans getting himself dropped because of that. Like because of that. Like I, I mean, they literally had methods. No. They did have Zen, but and the, but then Zen retired though. It's not like they dropped him. 
Okay. Zin, Zin, decide, Zin decided, well, my time's over, and then naturally I had Ben to no, just yeah. pick him up. No, yeah, I mean, I know, I know yeah. Zin was in a weird spot, but like, and they weren't, they weren't playing that I bad mean, with, with Zin. With, with Zin, yeah. though, they weren't a top two team. Zin's got they, good comps. They've never at any. Well, that's the thing. They've, that's they've so, never gotten to that level. So that's so that's the next goal for them. So your point to tried. That, though is like that's what I mean. Like I, I don't know. Like yeah, I don't know if that's just going to be the sole reason. Again, as much as your point is correct about. Uh, the experience and like communication is very a big part of experience and all that stuff is very important honestly even with my team currently i do think we our, our comms are fucking horrible sometimes you know what i mean like so like that is a very important thing to all all teams and stuff i do think it's a little bit more than just that so i don't know if beans is going to get himself dropped because he can't fucking no i mean but, like that. So like, I, but I it might know. be it might be a situation chris where like I think there's a lot more to that team than we it's, all know. it's it's gonna be like a who brings what to the table situation. Cause look, Boston's issue is this. I really like how they've conducted this project over the last two years. They went in and have made have been very competitive since they've come in the CDL. Like mm -hmm. they have been a relevant team essentially yes. from their time in the beginning. And I tip that because it's not easy to take they basically had a team of leftovers to start the season last year, and they made that team pretty good. They weren't winning, but uh like chips, but they were good. And this year, they've been a factor all season. And they've had some decent land placings. Decent, because it's a it's a deep league. And getting top four, top six, I think, is for a team like that is typical. But they haven't yet made it to a grand final. They haven't yet won a grand final. And at some point in this project, you want to get there. And so to my point, it's like they might look, again, if they have another season, or they maybe they net like top four, top six this year. It's like, well, like is this path going to get us to top two? Or do we need to do something and make one more change? To get us there and i'm just very curious what they're going to do because it's hard from a personnel side to like upgrade the submachine gun position unless they're about to take a run at pred which i think is going to be difficult for them to out muscle some other bigger orgs to get a player like that and it's going to then naturally figure out to what they do about the ar parts that was kind of my thought process yeah but we can uh I'm gonna, go ahead and let people have a final uh, thought no, um i mean my final thought is not i'm not going to say it on on this but yeah We'll talk about it all. Like I, again, I, I just can't. Like I, what I would do, I'm not. Chris and I will hit the part. FaceTime after and discuss. Uh, cool. Uh, well, that's it on teams. Let's take a look at the schedule for next week. I'm not trying to say this to be a dick, but I truly think that this might be one of. <laughs> I think it's just because we're at the end of the season and and like you know, LAG, mm -hmm. Florida, London. Again, we didn't discuss them a lot on the show, but their teams are. They've essentially either been eliminated for champs, or in the case of, I think, London LAG, they play each other this weekend, and whoever wins is eliminated, but likely all three teams will be eliminated for making champs by the end of next week. Um, and we've got then a lot of these dead matchups. So, Chris, if you want to pull it up, I think this, you know, it is a bounty, the last bounty match week, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of these matches, I think, are potentially fairly lopsided. I'm curious what you guys think about that. You want to pull it up, Chris? Yeah, and we can take a look. yeah sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, good. This is the schedule coming up right now. So, schedule time. Yeah, okay. So, here we go. Is this a monster energy matchup? A This isn't a bounty, right? It's the, these are bounties. Okay. No, this is like the what old. What the fuck like, is a monster um, energy game. matchup? Oh, it's like the, the old. Bro, so when I was in the league. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just a sponsor thing. When, right, I, I was, when yeah. I was at E last year, they had these. They had the Game Fuel marketing yeah, yeah, matchup. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is their okay. version of that. That's so. Okay. I didn't know if there was a. Yeah. Type. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um. So the bounty. Um, so our bounty. Our which. So is it which bounty match is a bounty match right now? Is it London so, versus Atlanta? 
Is it, it goes so Chris, actually, office? it might be yeah. easier in the in the outline. There's a tweet. There's a oh, CDL. All right, hold up. Yeah, pull the tweet might be easier to look at than scrolling through this because it shows okay, you yeah, yeah, yeah. what the bounty matchups are. Because oh, they're, yeah, yep. they're three and they're on Saturday, and I would argue it's FaZe versus London, Thieves versus Florida, and New York versus LAG. And you can go. argue that all three, all three of them are like pretty one-sided because they Wait, involve those Florida are bounty London. matches? Yeah. yeah, these are bounty matches. Florida versus LA Thieves, Atlanta FaZe versus oh, London. Oh, nah. <laughs> Uh, Who said these bounty matches Boston, up? LAG versus LAG versus New York. Like, okay, so I feel like the Sunday ones are like pretty solid. Yeah, bounty matches. LV versus Minnesota the, is a good one. The Saturday ones, yeah. the first two are in, like NY. Sunday's actually LAG, pretty good. But LAG could you know randomly turn up a little bit. But like the first two bounty matches, they're going to hell for whoever set that up. Well, the my, problem is they want to give go. They want to give every team. I yeah, assume yeah, yeah, yeah. Bounty equal. You have to do it equally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is why bounty matches shouldn't be a thing. God, this, Here's this much, yeah. what I think they should do with bounty matches. You were kind of going toward this idea earlier, Dylan. I wasn't even thinking about it before the show starts, so I'm tipping you. So if this happens and the league takes this idea, give all credit to Dylan. I think if you want to keep doing the bounty thing, take that money, and when teams are scoring up at these home series, that's your bounty match. Put money on the line for those land matches instead of these random teams squaring up online. Like, yeah, all yeah, the, yeah. A couple thousand is great, but like actually put that money uh, on land. Like maybe you, you can even make it a charity element too if we're talking on land. Like I, I don't know, but like right now, the way they deploy the bounty matches, I would love to know if they have data supporting whether or not it's driving viewership or not. Cause those matches, I'm telling you, during Major Five are, out, are not going to get a lot of views on Saturday. Yeah, no, the, the, uh, the bounty matches just need to be gone and done differently. You know, that is just, these are stupid. Yeah. A decent money, amount of money. Put, yeah, put the money to different. That, no, things yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. it's just. I mean, it's a great amount of money. He's make what twenty five hundred each. It's one hundred twenty k to spend a bounty match. Yeah, like, as a player, like Faze yeah. and Let are licking their lips right now. They think, oh, we play London and Florida for a bounty match. Say less. That's that's dinner. That's you know a couple of nice nights out in the city yeah. in Atlanta in L A. So they're they're licking their lips. They're hyped, but it could be used better elsewhere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Luno in my chat said, what if nobody has a home series though? As far as I know, a lot of teams are thinking about it. We'll know probably when the summer starts, if it act we actually get some or not, I think we'll likely, we'll see a couple more teams do it next year. You don't have to, I think for the, like even the home series concept, like it doesn't need to be in some grand ornate theater or some NHL arena. You could do it in some cool box venue that seats like a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. I just think the idea of like, especially for these teams that we're getting out of, you know, some of the worst parts of COVID, like we're getting to a point where people can go out and hang out and all that stuff. Like you have, you can run these events, like actually being able to activate your local market's really key. And those are really good ways to do that. Yeah. Um, and get your team out there, yada, yada, yada. Or imagine yeah. I have a crazy idea. Like even if they don't do like the home series matches, it'd be really cool to be in land and person more money on it. Imagine there was like these things on like Saturday and Sunday, yeah. Instead of when there's always qualifier matches, there's like a yeah. tournament with the 12 teams in the Call of Duty League, kind of like where they are in a bracket and they just play it out throughout that same day. And then there's like a winner, maybe like a couple 50K tournaments, a 25K. Like that would be crazy. I feel like people would love to watch those things on Saturday and Sunday. I don't uh, know if that's happened that's before never, in the that's past. That's never been done before, Dill. No. But no, I think no. that would be pretty entertaining to see a whole day of Call of Duty instead of just one team play one match each. No, nah, I don't think that's been done before. So that's tough. But maybe. Be- Maybe, maybe. So a couple and things. Every team so, can stream it and everything. You know, oh, that would be pretty cool. So <laughs> I think that's uh, 
a really good idea. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if it happens. Obviously, what a novel concept doing stuff on land. Uh, I want to address something I saw in my chat from Jay Squad Walker. Did the, the bounty money come from the Challengers Prize Pool? No, I think this is probably money that comes from marketing. Like, I assume it's a marketing exercise and they're not pulling it from like the executional parts of Challengers. Although, I would say an idea is to put that money, that 120K into Challengers would be a good idea. That's another way you can spend that money and and have it be worth probably more value again i, mean, I, I, think, like I think doing that is more value than the bounty matches yeah it's not it's not going to drive you necessarily viewership engagement increase but it like adds people to adam episode calls it the funnel it's like with challengers at the bottom of the period if you're driving people to play challengers it means that like they're going to go also and watch events they're going to compete at challengers like you're going to go to toronto play and they eliminate they're also going to sit there and watch the event so it's like you're driving yeah. people to attend so you can put a sold out sign so blah 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 blah. like it all kind of works at the end of the day so yeah we got we got a couple of questions in my chat that i want to do one from uh oh proto in my chat aka oh, nick God. proto <laughs> <laughs> out of all active cdl coaches if one had to sub in who do you think would perform the best hmm um out of all act uh who's the coaches i'm thinking just off the top of my head i'm thinking chris and looney so chris Danny. cap chris. shane marky b uh -huh. troy center michaels d real um like you got like joss then zednam all of boston who am i missing I just don't know if certain coaches play well, it, as much because I know there is certain coaches that play the game more and like rank playing other stuff more than others, but yeah, because like, uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't know who plays like who still plays COD like a lot. Yeah, are we saying like sub in today, or are we saying yeah. like sub in like today. like no, in sub like in today? You're you're in the roster. You're swimming against other Christ. teams. Um, I don't know. Probably, I mean, probably like Cap or Looney, right? I'm I feel like that's Crowder. a I'll take my. I'll take that. In a solo <laughs> dolo war zone with all the coaches, I think Crowder wins. It sounds like no, Nick's Joe. Wait, Crowder Joe. Yeah, too. don't forget about Joe too. Joe's good. Joe's good. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 Joe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't Joe's know. Good. I, but I think out of everyone, I I, I would say Capri Looney personally. That'd be my Cap, that'd be my pick. All time goats. Who do you? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Who's Cap replacing on LA Thieves? What? Who's Cap replacing? Well, he would have to be an AR now. I feel like. Nah, yeah, Chat's, got the, young, Chat's got the young gunny with the sub, bro. You can't sub a coach in to be a, like an SMG player because that's just like too impactful. But then also, nah, yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. the AOs and LATs are fucking gross. Wait, I, so. wait, whoa, whoa. I think I could take a BZ spot. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably take, you have like what? Over like 40 plus first bloods compared I mean, to listen, else I, Chris, Chris is the clutch master in search. I, like, it's I, like, I am good at search, but I can guarantee you that I get 50 engagements per uh, per hard point. I'm not saying how the engagements will look like kills and deaths, they but they'll be 50. Well, I mean, yeah, they'll be I mean, 50 you, of them I mean, with a sub. I mean, you bro. did run a sub. I mean, you ran a sub on phase at the end, like when, when you guys yes, got Yes, I did. I dropped a one point, I think one KD in hard point at that. Thank you very much. And then I. Then Black Ops 4 came out and everything went the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's all good. We don't but, talk yeah. about that. But it's all good. That, didn't, that never happened. Bad times. That's a good funny question from Nick no, Proto. Appreciate that, uh, that one. I saw one other question. Let me find it. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Scroll up. Who, who you guys? Uh, are you? Those are boring. I'm trying to find the question. What? Uh, I can't believe I lost. Oh, here it is. It's from X Visions in my chat. We'll finish with this. This is a fun one. Another coaching ish question. Ugh. Thoughts on. Well, Wait what, for the question bro. first. Thoughts on karma 
possibly coaching for champs. So Damon has come on like our watch oh. parties. He's told the like optic guys that he would potentially love the coach. Shotzi said, well, every time you do that, you're like two drinks deep. I don't know how I real. I think you are. <laughs> but do you think that Damon, this seriously consider it for a second. Like, do you think that say in the way that Krista, like Pierce helped your team in the run in during cold war year, like, do you think that Damon coming in during say like the, for a boot camp period between major five and champs really helping provide another set of eyes you think it could be really useful to optic um i mean damon specifically yeah i, I mean i think damon is like kind of like i don't know damon super well but i know him like well enough obviously throughout the years i feel like with this optic team at least how they seem like you know they're a very like chill team like very they get along together they, they got a, a bunch of funny personalities like a pretty like a pretty chilled out team i feel like damon kind of fits that mold where like the extra set of eyes for him he's really smart one of the best call of duty players of all time yada yada like the goat i think like he can provide like good advice and it wouldn't be like overbearing to the point where yeah. it's like you know what i mean yeah. like because you have to you have to remember like they're so good and they're playing so well and like they have jp like whatever they're doing is working really well like you don't want to like overthink and have too much eyes on it but i do think damon's like kind of like a really good fit for them where it's like he wouldn't come in be super serious. Yeah, like, yeah. You need to do this, this, this. Like, exactly. You just kind of be slightly, yo, maybe you guys should try this. Maybe you guys should do this. And then like, and it's, maybe it's not something. Yeah. Maybe it's not something like, I may, I feel like this is kind of underrated and maybe you see this more in the future or something too, but maybe it's not like a head coach, like every day, seven days a week. Like I run the team, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of, kind of role for him as much of it's like, almost like, I guess like consulting, like in the sense, like he like, you know, sits in here and there, not every goddamn scrim too. Like again, a lot of people probably, including Damon, doesn't wa don't want to watch a scrim in a best of eleven every day for six hours a day and then go over vods. And you have to say like like so maybe it's something where like he consults here and there too and like gives them like some advice that he sees. Like you know like so it's like I think that would be really good. Like probably it couldn't hurt them is my point. I think Optic is in a really really good position right now. I think they're a really really good team. I have a lot of respect for the way they play. I I, I think like weirdly enough like i feel like damon would be like a perfect fit for something like that like i think he's really good at it because like it depends on how dedicated he was going to be because like the shotzi comment about like him being like two uh, drinks deep i don't know if he's going to want to sit there and watch like seven hours of cod every single fucking day yeah for 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 another fucking 40 days straight you know what i mean the that's more it's like more like consulting and like i do think that's like also kind of an underrated thing you don't always need to be seven days a week bare, like you know hands-on like micromanaging everything and being annoying like i, I don't know it could definitely work all right I said we would be dumb, but Nameless is in my chat, and let's not let me not ego him. He has two questions. First question is uh, for Chris: How does he keep getting handsome with more age? Same with Dylan. Uh, you guys have the immortality glitch. Yeah, Chris, uh, how do you do it? Yeah, I mean that's a Dylan question, bro. I feel like Dylan gets yeah, older. You, I feel like Dylan's been getting older, and he keeps looking fucking like younger. I don't know. That's a Dylan question, not me, bro. How do you yeah, do it, I don't Dylan? know. What's I don't your skincare know. routine, Dylan? What's it, what's it at, bro? What you doing, I dude? did I did get straight from the airport and have a little spa night last night, so it was, okay. it was pretty good. It was pretty okay. good. Okay. Exactly you know, my was, fucking point, bro. This some, this some like... <laughs> I had a little spa night going. Interesting. Uh, Ant, Ant's other question, mm -hmm. which I know we talked about Boston earlier, but Ant was curious our thoughts on how Boston actually played in that Rocker series. Because from Ant's perspective, he felt like that was probably like one of the best that they've looked. I'm curious if you guys think that... Oh, wait. wait case, you, you think it's a little bit of like... Honey, honeymoon sort of period thing with Boston with the recent set of Nero. Well, I was going to say, I think Reese is a, like kind of how we talked about LAT. 
how yeah. like the numbers don't really matter with them. I don't think Reese, you should really look at Reese's numbers and be like, oh, that's the issue for his team. I think he's a, has a good understanding of what needs to be done. I will say sometimes he does a little too much and gets a little too crazy, but oh, he yeah. does a lot for the team. And I don't think anyone could really disagree with that. I think he's a very important player to have in your team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we've seen it. They, they were terrible in hard point. And now, they, of course, they only played Rocker, which is are not the best respawn team, but they dominated them in like three respawns. So it's a good start for the team. And I yeah. think they're going to be better. I don't know how much better, but they're definitely going to be better with this four. Um, I don't know if it's going to be take them to the next level where they can win tournaments, but they're definitely going to be better across the respawn game modes. Mm-hmm. I think Reese. I think Reese again is like underratedly helpful. I, again, like I think they played really well. They looked good or whatever. But like I think it's kind of like what I was saying with Kenny in a sense. Like it's not always like even Hixie too. It's not always like this number thing that like turns the team around and it's like all of a sudden like it's just like some dominant like oh Vivid's the best player in the game like they're the, he's the reason why they're winning like I think the way he plays Call of Duty like sets them up to have more of a chance of winning and I think like he just fits the, the mold for them better and I think like in general they just like kind of look better with him so I, I don't know I think that I think well, they look pretty good so far the responses we'll see how Boston does going forward I think uh Sackman's got a question but unfortunately Sack, I think we're gonna wrap it up so what is Bernard, what, is ba- what does Ball Sack have to say quick one one second uh, what is it Ben? do season? we know if the season next year is starting earlier because it's ending in June this year I would usually around this time of the year they're still starting the process of getting ownership to buy in or agree to whatever the schedule is for next season so I haven't heard any concrete on the start date but at this point this year, they haven't yet 100% like said this is a schedule. Normally mm-hmm. at this point, they presented a couple options and they're getting feedback. Okay. Yeah, I, I that's usually, that's usually how it that should, goes. It I would should have no idea. be starting because if it doesn't start, if it starts later, we'll have like an eight month off season, which wouldn't make much sense. So it should probably be starting around the same time it did this year, which was like what, December? Yeah. I mean, basically, if anything this year proved, man, whenever this new premium content for Call of Duty comes out, should be season's got to start on the first yes. event. Yeah. yeah. Maximize that window. That's a marketing window. It's we'll new eyeballs coming back. Don't yeah. wait till fucking end of January to run an event. Like yeah, we did no that the first cares. couple of years of CDL. Yeah. It sucked this year. We had our first event in December and the amazing viewership. So don't don't mess it up. Or yeah. by then they'll have the hacking situation figured figured out too. Maybe. <laughs> Just maybe. maybe. Hopefully. Good one. All maybe. right. We've we've false started the ending a couple of times. Chris, am I doing the outro or are you doing the outro? What's going on? Here? I can do the outro. I mean that about wraps it up. I appreciate everybody, obviously, from all the chats that came in, asked questions, you know, provided all the stuff that we needed to obviously talk about stuff more in depthly. Uh, today was a good episode, Dylan. Again, I, I don't know if you're a co-host or or uh, or a guest I'm at this point. Co-host, right? Yeah. Now. So, I'm like, thanks. Regular, regular to, I, like, I don't point. even know if I want to say a thank you for joining us, considering like I feel like it's almost like you're just a part of this. We're just gonna get you a cam <laughs> box, but uh, yeah, dude, I appreciate obviously Ben and Dylan hanging out with me and, pl- you know, doing, doing the podcast. This will be up on YouTube and all, what is it? Uh, Spotify, Apple pod, like everything, all the platforms, right, Ben? Or what? Yeah. Mostly yeah. all the platforms mm-hmm. you can go to. I don't want to um, say a wrong one. I, if you, if you check out the YouTube, uh, link, it's got a link to all the other. Audio yeah. They'll have everything in, there in the description. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those are the big ones, but we're on okay. like Stitcher and all the other stuff as well. Yeah, but yeah, everything that you need to know about where to find this podcast that's not just on YouTube, which will be on the channel, is going to be in the description below as well. So I appreciate you guys coming out and watching the podcast. We had a lot of fun. Uh, We'll try and get another episode in next week after some matches. Hopefully we have some cool stuff to talk about, some more crazy drama. And no way you call me ball sack on the podcast. I just did again. Hold that. 
All right. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And we'll see you guys next episode. Peace. Peace. Peace.